Mike Seibert Radio is an independently produced podcast. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any other broadcasting entities that either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Merry Christmas, damn it! And welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And this week we got a fun one for you because we are back here in the KGRG studio and with my very special guest, the Dark One himself, Killing Spree. How you doing? You, you, you say this is going to be a fun one. Is it? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's not. Let's, let's be honest to ourselves. <laughs> All right, so so what we're doing today on this on this blessed Christmas morning is we're uh, we are talking about Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and um, a couple disclaimers up front. Um, Fucking je- spoilers! <laughs> Do that one more time. That was awesome. <laughs> Fucking spoilers! There now you got a soundbite. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, so no further warnings will be given. So if uh, if uh, NSFW spoilers are not your jam, well, well eat a dick. So <laughs> well, the, mo- the movie's been out for well over a week, so I think the spoiler warnings kind of yeah expired. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, well, well, shit, man. Let's let's just let's just dive in uh, face first. That's the only way to become what you were meant to be. Darkness rises and light to meet it. I need someone to show me my place in all this. going to go the way you think. Do we want to cover our uh, our predictions first? Sure. Yeah, so I think like let's cover some predictions and then um just get like a really brief baseline and then maybe jump face first into no, yeah, the block. Like, I predicted this and I was right or wrong, that kind of. There you go. There you go. So uh we both predicted Leia was going to die. We were wrong. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I predicted the that we were going to get a lot of Empire Strikes Back member berries. Uh-huh. Not as much as I thought. None. Got near. some. And a good chunk of uh, Return of the Jedi uh, nostalgia yeah. moments. And also some from completely different movies, but we'll touch on that later. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is a mishmash, not, not to get too far ahead, but yeah. Uh-huh. I specifically covered uh, that we were going to get a rehash of the Battle of Hoth. Yeah, more or less did. Yeah, yeah. And, and the end results were different, but sure. But it was still awfully white. <laughs> but not snow. 
No, no. Oh man, I, I, I remind me to come back to that too because uh, um, what one of one of my predictions before you get to your big, the big one. one. The, so the so the the one prediction I had because I, I was kind of I was kind of struggling to figure out what. I was actually going to predict because I couldn't quite reconcile what I wanted to see. You versus... didn't want to be on the same boat as me. I really did. Well, and I wanted to be contrarian about it just for the <laughs> sake of it, which was dumb. But one of the things that I put out there was I predicted that porgs were not going to be as irritating as Ewoks. Uh-huh. And I think I was right. I mean, you, I, you, you could fight me as we go. But... I probably will because I was right in that. They're just there to sell toys. They had no purpose. Yes. Unlike the Ewoks, who had a purpose for the story. Oh, okay. I, I, um... Well, I mean, take out the Porgs. Yeah. Is the story any different? No. That, no, that, no, no, That's no. what I mean. Well, um, uh, do you know why they're in there? I mean, aside... I heard a dumb excuse was... Because there was pelicans on the island. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, puffins. Puffins, and right. and they were there, and they were left with this decision to either digitally remove them or digitally put in a creature. Exactly. So so they went that route, and I don't know. It, it maybe it was just my mindset or something, but they didn't bug me. I mean, there were times where I thought they would bug me, and it turns out they they didn't. I mean, like the one that was all smushed up against the the windshield, I threw it a polite chuckle. Okay, but. So, but anyway, so yeah, so, so let, the big one. So the big one. All I can say is, I sure hope somebody picks up that phone because I fucking called it. Luke is dead. <laughs> I I I think I like when you do memes yourself, your version of them, rather than actually Re- playing Re- the audio. actual sound clips. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it just, it, it cracks me up so very much. But yes, you know, um, how how does it feel to be right? How you know how uh, I want to be gloatful about it. Uh huh. I want to shove it in everyone's face who doubted Luke was going to be dead. Right. However, Luke's death was just so anticlimactic, such a waste. Yeah, I, I can't be happy about it. It's just it was fucking dumb. God, and I I want to disagree with you. And um, you and you know it's funny. We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. Where you know, with regards to the Disney era of Star Wars, uh, you and I haven't always quite seen eye to eye on things. And I've always been kind of like the the uh, a champion for these things. Where it's like at the end of the day, it's always Star well, Wars. Yeah, we were we we're butting heads on the uh, the Force Awakens. Yeah, uh, Rogue One. It was more like. You enjoyed it. I was kind of lukewarm on it. Sure. This one seems like we're on the same page. Yeah, which um, we'll see how interesting of a conversation that makes. You know, I, I, we're just going to put this on Front Street. This is going to be a hate fest, I think. So if you're looking yeah. for that one podcast but, where but the host it, didn't like the movie, maybe you found the it, right one. But it's not going to be a fun hate fest like with Justice League. True. Yeah, you know, and... Um, you know, since we're at that spot where we're kind of talking about how we felt about it before we get into the plot, um, I I left the theater upset. And now one of the things I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot is, you know, kind of expectations, reasonable expectations and disappointment and all of that. But the thing that that bothers me about this movie is that it's it's given me 
a bit of an existential crisis that I wasn't looking for and I don't really want. Right. I um there I think there were certain moments in the movie where I was supposed to feel something and I didn't. Okay. And adding it up, I feel like either I've outgrown Star Wars or Star Wars has moved past me or worse, Star Wars is telling me we don't want you anymore. We we want the new people. And I I still haven't quite reconciled how that makes me feel. One is a longtime fan, but also just as like an older person in general. Like I said, it's like I'm I'm getting like some external stuff, not even having to do with Star Wars, just kind of how I feel about how I enjoy things. And it's it it's I, I've I've been in a really weird mood the last couple of days, if 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 I'm honest, um, um, about the whole thing. Yeah. When I came out of that movie, I was a little more lukewarm on it than you. Mm-hmm. Cause my my initial thought was, it's it's okay. Yeah. That that was it was the exact same thought that I had with uh, Alien Covenant. Sure. But uh, well, I haven't done this with Last Jedi, but with Alien Covenant, I saw it for a second time, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. But basically the same thing with Last Jedi is just watching, uh, seeing what other people thought about it mm-hmm. and going into greater detail about, or them going into details about the plot and whatnot. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's I, like. I'm you, not going to give this movie a second chance or a second watch. See, and that, and I was just getting ready to, to kick in on that. I I feel like I need to watch it a second time just to maybe revalidate my feelings, you know, because now that I know how it plays out, maybe I could see it with a, with a different set of eyes, but I'm not excited to do that. Whereas right. when I saw Force Awakens, when I saw Rogue One, I, I had to turn right back around and watch it again. I'm like, I can't wait to watch this again. This yeah. one, it, it, it feels like a chore. It almost feels like something I have to do just to maybe just clear my my well, thoughts on it. Well, I say I won't give this a second chance just because I think, I think I'll have the same experience that I did when I saw uh, The Force Awakens the second uh-huh. time. And it's just yeah. like, that's when I really start noticing everything I'm wrong with it. Right. Because the whole, uh, when, when, when we were doing the uh, Force Awakens review, I was really mm-hmm. hammering home the whole, uh, yeah. the movie was a, basically a remake. Mm-hmm. So, watching the second time, that's when it really... When it really clicked, that's like, yeah. yeah, this is this is episode four all over again. <laughs> this is sec- the uh, the first time I saw it, it was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, sec- then I thought about it, and then saw it again. It's like, oh, oh, god damn it! Yeah, god damn it, Disney. <laughs> you know, and and then that's one of those things where I I've never not seen your point of view. I just don't a hundred percent agree. Right, right. You know, it's like That's so. Fair. That's fair. And, and you know, and 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 there's there's a fair case to be made on both sides. So, um, but yeah, with with this, it's like again, I just I the the feeling I had was emptiness, right? And and then with with a good dash of uh, existential discontent that I that I could have um, done without. Um, so do we? Um, so at this point, do we want to kind of kind of hammer through the plot, or is there yeah, there's some other stuff we want to touch on beforehand? Uh, nothing really that we can't use as a conclusion. Okay, cool. Or at least from my end. So uh, yeah, the movie it starts out with the opening crawl. The opening crawl is back. 
Yeah, and you know what? And and I, I I don't mean to interrupt you terribly much, but the one thing that that um, even when Star Wars is at its worst, because I remember this even in the prequel era, there is something transportative about seeing those ten words in blue a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then the and then and then and it just freaking hits you, and and suddenly I'm seven years old again every time. No, I totally get it, and um. And yeah, and and much like, and I said this uh, when we talked about the Force Awakens a couple years ago. I found myself like reading the crawl, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, oh that's cool. Ooh, what's gonna happen? Because you know, it's, it, we're kind of in that uncharted territory of new and different stuff. Um, so yeah, so the crawl ends, and the movie basically takes place almost right after the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The uh, the new order, they're they're at the 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 resistance base. Yeah, they know where it is because we learned that from the last movie because they were going to shoot it to death. Right, but it's not totally clear on how much of a difference. Like, is it hours, days? Well, and when you start getting deeper into the movie, where like you catch up with all the different characters, it's like, well, has it been hours? Has it been days? Has well, it been weeks? How long has Ray been standing on that mountain? Were these happening concurrently or separately? Or? I think what might be happen what have happened when the or with uh, with uh, Ray getting to the island and doing the cliffhanger pose with Luke. Right. I think that was happening during the uh when the the new order was attacking the resistance okay because that's the only way it makes sense to me yeah and i mean was ray standing there for however many hours or days holding up that lightsaber <laughs> waiting for luke to toss it her, her, her arm was getting really 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 tired but i think it might have been hours just because yeah you'd think the resistance would ditch that base just simply because the the new order knows where it is. Well, and it almost seems like when you cut to the surface that they're kind of doing that already. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it's a panicked evacuation. It's like it's like we know what we need to do. We're getting out of here. All right, then, let's get out of here. Oh shit, they're here. Then it, exactly, yeah, it was oh shit, they're here. We're out of time. But they were. I think they were in the process of evacuating already. Yeah, it, it had to have been hours. Yeah, um, I mean, that that's the only way that makes sense. But then it gets a little incongruous with uh, regards to Finn's injuries, which, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. Well, I uh, guess you, you'd have to figure out how long did it take uh, Luke's injuries from that uh, Wampa attack to heal. Right. And also you have to put in, and we're probably going to do this a lot during our discussion, is like, well, 30 years worth of advancement has has occurred also. Yeah, you know, may, maybe that, that water suit just just seals him up on the quick. Who who could know? Um, but but before we get too far away, I, I do want to talk about the opening sequence because I think what I, I'm personally going to discover is that um, there are actually a lot of things that I liked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. On the whole, not so much, but um, one of the things I really liked was this opening scene, and I I freaking like Poe. I, I can't help it. I freaking like him. Did you really like that prank call joke? I did. 
I really did. Well, only, that's... only because um, we've seen how cartoonishly ridiculous Hux already is. Because like he's giving this this rousing speech on Starkiller Base, and like uh, his eyes are all welling up, and he's just he is like feeling his fanaticism. So to where he has like two or three different responses to where it's like equally fiery. I I. I did give that a chuckle. Now, one thing that uh, my wife pointed out to me is like my um, her listening to me, um, she heard polite chuckles and a lot of heavy sighs. So this one was on the chuckle side, but then there's other stuff where it was all just <sighs> just so, a lot of that. But so that, that was my reaction to the the prank called joke. Is like really, yeah, really. And honestly, of all the jokes, that to me that was the worst one. Really? Okay. At least See, that I remember, because maybe you'll since this movie's fresher in your mind, you might remember some jokes. You know what? And, and I was thinking about that on the drive over here because, like, uh, for me, the the humor when it fell flat, it fell flat on its face. But I'm I'm really having trouble pointing to specific examples of where it fell flat for me. And and the only reason why I think. This uh, the the prank call sequence worked for me, and I totally get why it doesn't work for you. Because I mean, that's that's equally valid. Is that I feel like it's consistent with what we've seen from Poe already. Okay, like you go back to Force Awakens, and he's it, it's weird. It's like he he's a character that doesn't belong in the Star Wars universe. He's he's like plucked from contemporary era. Just the way that he talks and just the yeah and and I remember this being kind of a little bit of a point of contention during Force Awakens where he's talking to Kylo Ren and he's like, "You know, I can't hear you under all the apparatus and you I know I completely forgot about that one." Yeah, and and so it's it's consistent with his character, but it is still kind of I don't know if it belongs in Star Wars. Okay. And and I think that's something we're going to get into a lot. Also is what does and doesn't um cuz I don't I'm my my barometer for what the correct amount of self-seriousness is kind of broken right now. I I'm kind of I'm kind of lost on how much humor is enough humor. Okay. But So uh so after the prank call uh <laughs> Poe he's Poe and he takes out all the gun turrets by himself. Yeah. And I have to ask, do these super star destroyers or whatever they're called, Uh do they not have shields? Uh, That's, that's a really good question. Um, Because the bombers come in no problem. Yeah. Well, see, and, and I, I still have a very loose understanding of how shield technology works in star Wars, because like, I mean, later on in the movie, we're getting like shields that are almost like Star Trek, where like you can see the outline of the force field and yeah. and and that bugged me for different reasons. We'll get to that. But but yeah, so I wonder if like the shields have to do with like proximity or something like that. Because like I think like the shields protect it from like heavy um um heavy cannons, but maybe not little stunt fighters. That's flimsy at best. But you'd think with however many decades of war yeah they would develop better shields for uh, to, to defend against fighters mm-hmm. but i guess not 
Well, and, and the only thing I, w- I was thinking of is when the Millennium Falcon goes after the Star Destroyers after the Battle of Hoth and Empire, mm-hmm. where it turns back and gets really close and is, you know, it, it's not taking out cannons, but it's still... Um, well, and it clings to the back of one of them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, I guess it's just inconsistency that stood out to me. I, I don't disagree. It, but I did think, in terms of a space battle, I thought it was pretty thrilling. I, I, it reminded me of the things that I liked about Rogue One, in that now we have the technology to see more intense uh, dogfights and space right. battles, and and I like that in the Disney era. It looked cool enough, but I, there is one little nitpick I have to bring up. Sure, and, and it relates to the to the bombers. Okay. Now I know they're there because the whole or Star Wars used to be a whole World War II reference, and bombers yeah. were a huge part of World War II. Sure. But with these bombers, That's I have to point. ask: How does gravity work? I mean, does, right. is there is there gravity in the vacuum of space? <laughs> That's a that is a really good question because yeah, it's I mean because they're they're dropping the payload onto the ship, which is. Yeah, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. And also, yeah, is there no vacuum of space? Because uh, Rose's sister was right on the bomber doors. Yeah. She didn't get sucked out. Yeah, that... Yet the bombs fell out. You you could watch... And, and furthermore, the ensuing explosion went up and enveloped the ship that she was on. Yeah. So, yeah... It, also, yeah, there shouldn't be fire in space because there's no air. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but uh, this is Star Wars. This is really a nitpick here. So we, know, I know yeah. it's not going to make sense. I know it's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to look cool. Yeah, and and the stuff that does look cool look looks really cool. I uh, I actually kind of perked up a little bit when Poe does like this this U turn Rockford files like he flips his X wing around. I I really thought that was pretty cool. I I because I've I've never seen an X wing do that before. And I thought it was cool. But that, that was really the different question. Like, how, how could it do that in the vacuum of space when there's only thrusters pushing it forward yeah. rather than side thrusters to allow it to turn? Yeah. But I watch too much other sci-fi that does well, that stuff. See, and, that, and that's the problem. Yeah, it's like when you, when you start, um, you know, uh, applying other franchises physics then it then it all just kinds physics of, in general well and that's a, that's a that's a that's a very good point um but i i and again in polite chuckles i thought uh uh bb8 trying to fix the panel thing was cute and kind of fun uh, up until it wasn't it did go a little overkill but it, it wasn't like glaring yeah bad. yeah so uh since we're talking about space and physics let's move on to uh leia Sort of dying. Okay. So uh, all right. So so, so we're gonna get to that. Huh? So all right. so Kylo and a couple of other uh, X or not X wings, uh, Tie fighters. Tie fighters. Yeah, they come out to fight the uh, the main ship. Yep. And we 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 have a moment of is he a, is he gonna do it? Because Ray and yep. or not Ray, uh, Kylo and Leia, they're kind of. They're cut. They're cutting between their two. Their looks on their, their two they, faces. They can sense one another. Yeah. So it's like, and he's got his finger on the trigger, like he's about to do it, but then he, he pulls his thumb back. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's, there's still some good in him. And then just out of nowhere, one of the other TIE fighters <laughs> shoots the bridge and yeah. destroys it. And I guess there's now a vacuum. Everyone gets sucked out. 
Right. <laughs> R.I.P. Admiral Akbar. BT Dubs. The, <laughs> the, the internet's favorite Star Wars meme died a pathetic death. God, that 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 was rough. Yeah. And but not as rough as what what happens yeah, so, next. So everyone got sucked out in the uh-huh. vacuum of space because I guess now there's a vacuum. Right. And that yeah. would mean the air got sucked out would get sucked out of their lungs. They, yep. they, they should all be dead. I, mm-hmm. I, and I thought I was like, oh, wow. They went bold. Yeah. And then Leia pulled a Superman. <sighs> that, that, was a, that was a huge heavy sigh moment for me because one, well, okay, a lot to unpack here. One, you know that since Carrie Fisher isn't with us anymore that... In the back of your mind, whether whether you want to acknowledge it or not, it's like, how are they going to handle this? What are they going to do? And it's 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 a weird, almost macabre kind of swerve that they pull because everything that she had done. I mean, the, the movie was already locked. Yeah. When she passed away last year, all of her scenes were filmed. The movie was, uh, um, I mean, or at least principal photography was done. So. It leads me to believe that this was always in the movie already. No, yeah, but it's just we didn't know how much she was or how much of a presence she was going to have in that movie. Yeah, and I I thought I had read somewhere, I mean, there, and you could all you could speculate that maybe that or before seeing the movie that mm-hmm. it wasn't their intention to kill her off in the the four, uh, last Jedi. Right. Yeah, and and you know who could know at this point, and and it's it's. It's weird, um, but the thing it reminded me of as I was reflecting on it later was it reminds me of uh, the beginning of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. That's the one where, spoiler alert, Spock dies at the end. Right. So, and in a pre-internet era, that, that rumor was already out there. Oh, my God, Spock's going to die. So, in the beginning of the movie, there's a... Uh, a scene in the flight simulator where they're they're simulating attacking some Klingons, and in the ensuing simulated battle, Spock dies. Like a panel explodes in front of his face, and he falls over, and he's super dead. So that kind of sucks out the the audience's expectation, so that when he actually did die later in the movie. You know, you, you kind of forgot about it. It's like, oh, shit, that's right. Spock dies in this. I forgot. Um, but we don't get that with this movie. No. I know we're jumping ahead, but no, Leia doesn't die. Yeah. And that, I don't know if that creates problems for later. That's maybe tomorrow's well, problem. Well, we, we can get into that as we, when yeah. we get to that point. But uh, so, so, yeah, yeah so, she, so she pulls she, a Superman. She, just, she wakes up. And she pulls herself back to the bridge, to the door, <sighs> knocks on it, and they let her in. Literally but, knocks on the. But here's the problem: she got no, she got sucked out from the vac by yeah. the vacuum of space. If they open that door, wouldn't everybody on the other side of that door get sucked out? Yeah, because I didn't see like an emergency shield come up. I didn't see a blast door. Yeah, I mean, there's still vacuum in there. It's it's so that is dumb in and itself. But I mean, just the sheer act of it, I just I don't I don't understand. I mean, because I mean, that's a, I mean, so obviously she has latent force abilities, but we've never seen anything like that ever. Not even in the uh, extended universe. There's never been Jedi in space or in space. Not that I can think of. 
I mean, I mean, somebody can you know tweet at us at Mike Cybert Radio or at Late Night Death and oh. let us know. But I can't think of any time where somebody has survived the vacuum of space and pulled themselves back in using the power of the Force. That's that's not a thing. Well, the only possible explanation I can think of off the top of my head is that. She's just like uh, Ellen Ripley in Alien Resurrection. She's okay. got some xenomorph DNA in her, and, ah. and xenomorph can survive the vacuum of space. Better movie. It is. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You, you, oh man, no, you are uh, not wrong. <laughs> but but no, that 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 was. I think once I realized, oh, I might be in trouble. Expectation wise, watching this, I'm like, oh, so this is a thing that's happening. This is what we're doing. What 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 is going on? So I mean that that was that was like my first red flag watching this, um, and okay, so, and it would slip off a cliff swiftly so, uh, after that. Yeah. So meanwhile, this is going on. Uh, Ray is at the uh, the the planet. Yeah. Space it, Ireland. <laughs> yeah. So and she's holding out uh, Luke's lightsaber. Uh huh. And Luke t- takes it, and he, he just. I can't remember if he looks at it. Does he look at it before? I he... think he looks at it, and then he just tosses it over his shoulder. Over his like shoulder. It's nothing. Yeah. What did What did you think about that? I was just like, okay, uh, maybe he's gonna test her like Yoda did before he actually right. started training Luke. Yeah, but no, no, he had no intention of uh, training Ray. Well, and one of the things that really pisses me off about this movie is that it tries at every single turn to take the piss out of and invalidate everything that came before. Right. So basically, Force Awakens doesn't matter for this movie because, like, you know, the 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 entire thrust of it is to find Luke Skywalker and give him this lightsaber. And in, like, minute five of the movie, he gets it, tosses it over his shoulder like it's nothing. Well, since we're... Since we're on this topic, I yeah. gotta ask. Mm. Uh, I don't remember correctly. Mm. The map to find Luke. Sure. Was it Luke that made that? I don't think it's specified. I think it's just uh, an an ex machina. Because or, or no, I'm sorry, not ex machina. Uh, MacGuffin. Because the impression that I've been getting was that it, Luke made it so that if they needed him, they could find him. If that's the case, then it's not specifically stated because, I mean, and again, jumping way ahead, one of the things that made me furious about this is that um, Luke Skywalker is reluctant to help his friends. Yeah. He, and and I, I got no patience for that. He, he outright states in the in, uh, Last Jedi that he's there to die. Yeah. So that raises the question is, then what was the point of the fucking map? Yeah. He went. He went there to die. He wouldn't want people to find him. Yeah. See, and uh, and and it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't remember it being explicitly stated in Force Awakens. I'd have to. I'd have to check that out. Either way, it's it's a huge glaring mistake, and it's it, it it's really frustrating. And um, again, it ju- it just made me upset that. You know, um, his sister is asking for help. His best friend is dead. And he's just like, yeah, no, fuck all. I, I, no. Yeah, this is not Luke Skywalker. I, I'm not okay with that. Um, so, but, but I, I think I, I kind of uh, dragged us off course with uh, um, uh, regards to the plot. Um, 
Are so okay. So are we at at the spot where everybody's bitching at Poe for 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 being Poe? <laughs> well, I think we skipped over when Leia. Yeah, we skipped over where Leia slapped a Poe. Oh yeah, which was kind of kind of cool actually. But I'm I'm kind of curious though. It's like she's in command. Yeah, she could have said no to Poe's idea. Yeah. So really, she can't blame Poe for getting the or losing all the bombers. Well, I thought he disobeyed orders. It was like you know, pull back. You're done. No, no, no. We we can bomb this fucker. Yeah, but the bombers. Went, yeah, went, went in there. They didn't have to. Poe's a charming she dude. Yeah, she, she's Princess Leia. Yeah, or General Leia. She could have pulled rank and told yeah. the bombers pull back. I I she don't know, do man. She didn't do it. I don't know. Poe Dameron. She didn't even try. Poe Dameron has sexual chemistry with everybody in this entire movie, including the soccer ball droid. So I'm sure he's no, banging yeah, no, that entire bomber no, squad. No, yeah, purple hair. It, despite hating him, loved him. Oh, dude, dude. We'll everybody, everybody wanted a piece of Poe. But, but yeah, everybody's uh, getting on Poe. He's been yeah. deranked. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know what? Fine, we're gonna jump all over the place. Might as well go. Yeah, it's it's fine. So. But yeah, like a purple hair lady, <laughs> she won't tell him the plans or what they're going to do, God, even if it would prevent a mutiny. Right. And and that, and that's the thing that's kind of frustrating to me. And now, I thought I had, I had heard somewhere that like there was a dropped plot line of there actually being a spy, uh, like a mole on board. Yeah, because... So that's why she had to kind of keep things close That's to what the, I thought was going to happen because... Uh, yeah. Because uh, they... Uh, the the uh, resistance they uh-huh. they light speed out of there yeah but then they're quickly caught or the the em- not the empire my, well might as well call them the fucking the empire. first order yeah the first order catches up to them yeah right like right away it's like they're tracking them it's like yep like through okay, so like, hyperspace how are they doing that it's like oh, somebody's a traitor somebody's a traitor yeah it's like no no there's no traitor <laughs> it, I mean initially you think maybe it's purple hair lady maybe she's the traitor. Sure, yeah. But then, no, no, no. She has a plan. She just does not want to tell anybody. Yeah. Or at least the the people who are thinking of mutiny. <laughs> yeah, and... and now, y- now, if she just told them, like, this is what we're going to do. It's like, oh, okay. And then we wouldn't have had that... Well, I guess... Well, depending on how you feel about this. Okay. If she had told them the plans, we wouldn't have gotten the pointless video game side quest. Well, see, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing. And, and it illustrates... How um, tangential some of this stuff is. Like, I mean, what, that the whole plot thread is. Well, we need to give Finn something to do. That that's exactly what it was. Give and, Finn something to do. And and I just I I got uh, prequel uh, flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I thought. On one hand, I thought the casino planet looked kind of cool. Like, inside the casino and all the variety of creatures in there. Then they start talking. Like, one of them, I think, has a Kentucky accent. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then that's that's when we took a sharp left turn into Stupid Town. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, it's there, there was too many moments in this movie that harkened back to the prequels. And I just found it very cringy yeah and the the whole thing on on the at the space casino a lot of it just did not work for me um no it was just a lot of ham-fisted moral uh projection yeah i mean like capitalism is bad or (laughs) it's like but you're benefiting from it you're benefiting from this these uh uh 
weapons makers. Yeah. So, well, you have no room to bitch about them. Well, and, and it was mildly intriguing from a moral play standpoint to, you know, illustrate uh, um, that, you know, there there's war profiteering and, um, you know, the whole Benicio Del Toro thing about, like, you know, oops, you know, both sides and all that stuff. I mean, so that's something that hasn't necessarily been flushed out in previous stories. Because, um, I mean, you know well, you have the vast underworld with, like, the huts and all that other stuff, but I thought it was kind of neat to touch on um, well, that aspect of it, but they spent way too much time well, with it. here's the thing. Mm. That would be a cool or an interesting uh, plot point for a smarter movie. You got it. Yeah. So I, uh, 100% with you on that. So while this is all going on, uh, casino Ray is trying to convince Luke to train her, and he just follows her on it, or he, she follows him on his Day to day, and yeah. we get the question answered that we never asked: Where does blue milk come from? Ugh. That I, um, I, I was unsettled watching that because, like, it's so funny because, like, the camera you see him going down, and it's like, dude, that 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 squid's got some knobbly titties on there. What what is? And suddenly it's like, oh shit, that. Then the uh, the uh, whatever that exactly. creature looks. Oh, it's so good. He he looks over at Ray and just the look on his face is like, Zup, you want in on this? <laughs> it's true. And Luke just looks at it's all Ray. dribbling down his chin and shit. It was gross. Yeah. And the look on uh, Luke's face as he's drinking the milk is just like, it's almost like he's saying, "This is Star Wars now, bitch." Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, that th- this is your Star Wars now. Drink it, drinking fucking turquoise nipple milk and it's just i i don't know man it's 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 uh it's not for me but um so so the thing on uh during the not training sequences that i did kind of like where where you're seeing the progression of luke's character a little bit is you do get a lot of uh, yoda influence in it and I didn't necessarily dislike that. No. Like, like when he's all like reach out, and then like she actually reaches out, and, and like he, you know, uh, s- uh, slaps her hand with the reed and rolls well, his well, eyes. Before he does that, he tickles. He's like, "You feel that? You feel that? That's the force. That's the force." And yeah. Slap. It's See, like- I had no difficulty seeing Yoda doing the same thing because people seem to forget that he's a mach- mischievous little fuck. Um, in Empire, like you know, he's getting into like stick fights with R two, and yeah, just... but that was when he was pretending to be something else, like when he was testing Luke. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That that wasn't when he, uh, he when uh, Luke realized he was Yoda. Hmm, that's a fair point. Yeah, because I mean that that's just the way I read it at the at the time. I'm right. like, oh, you know, he's he's doing discount Yoda, and I'm kind of okay with that. Um, but. So, yeah, I know. So, yeah, we're at the point now where he's like, all right, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll teach you three lessons. Because I guess that's enough to become a Jedi. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I should have met, uh, before I forget, is mm. that uh, since uh, Purple Hair Lady won't, or Pink Hair, whatever her hair color was, won't tell anybody the plans. Yeah. They're just uh, trotting along, keeping their distance from the uh, Super Star Destroyer, because the Super Star Destroyer is too fat. Oh, <sighs> Okay, yeah, see, that that whole thing, that whole thing just just drove me nuts the entire time because, I mean, are they trying to say that, okay, so if they move at a certain distance that another spaceship can't... I think the idea was that the 
rebel ships are much lighter, so uh-huh. they, they can move faster. But the problem is space. There's no friction to be had. Yeah, that's stupid. I know. I mean, I mean, so so really, we're talking about weight. I mean, I mean, at least try to make it halfway smart and call it mass or something. I mean, but if, even then, in in space, it doesn't fucking matter. No, if this was a uh, like on sea or land, it's like, oh, I, I totally get it. Or even air. Sure. But no, no, this is, this is space. It does not make sense. But anyway, so they only have 18 hours of fuel. Sure. So why not? Yeah. I, that's why I brought went to that point because I got to bring up the eighteen hours. That's our that's our time frame now. Oh okay. Oh yeah, I see what you're doing. Meanwhile, as the the attack helicopters uh, uh, go over the the studio here, I think they're on to me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh, we're on a clock. <laughs> yeah, Luke has uh, Ray actually reach out or do do a real reach out. It's like, what do you see? And she sees a pit of some type yeah and like she goes in it and luke's like you 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 completely ignored me what the what the fuck is that and then he does the whole uh i've seen this power before when i first saw it, i wasn't afraid if yeah. i'm a if i'm afraid of it now mm-hmm. and i don't remember did he just like fuck off at that point he's like no i'm not doing this anymore. he stormed off yeah well and and the thing also in that he says wait a minute that's the dark side you went straight to it. You didn't even try to resist. Right. And 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 that really bothered him also. Which in a sense that I as a viewer, I found that a little bothersome as well. It's like, wow. So she's just looking for power. Because I mean, that's the thing with the dark side. The dark side is quicker, easier, more seductive, more tempting. And and that's that's why you know so many people succumb to it because it, it's easy. That might have been a setup for something later in the movie, but we'll get to that maybe. So uh, I did think the uh, scene in the in the pit was kind of cool with, with like the 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 mirror. Well, yeah. Th- until it turned out, I was like, it's nothing. Yeah. So it was cool up until that point. You know, that's kind of the theme for this entire movie. It's like it was cool until it wasn't. Right. It's like I can hang with that until it couldn't. Oh. Uh, I can't remember when exactly, but uh, Ray and Ren start talking to each other. <sighs> yes. From a, from a filmmaking standpoint, I did think it was kind of cool that they, up until uh, um, uh, Luke blows the top off of their little makeout hut, that they're not seen in the same frame. Right. You can tell that they can see each other because it's like, I could I could see you, but I can't see your background. I don't know where you're at. That, that's a stupid Kylo Ren accent. It's that 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 doesn't work. <laughs> but well, it, does, it does lead to one of the so dumber dumb. jokes. Because so I'm not sure if it's the second or the third time that they talk to each other, but Kylo is in the middle of changing clothes. Like he he doesn't have a shirt on. And sure. Ray's just like, can, can you put on a cowl or something? And it's like the only thing that's missing here is a pre-recorded laugh track. Yeah. That that one fell flat. That, on his was, face that was flat, and 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 <laughs> he he's rocking those high waisted mom jeans too. And I'm just trying to figure out that. I mean, it comes up to like his chest or something. Yeah, he's like, "Where's your belly button, dude? <laughs> Did you not have an umbilical cord?" <laughs> yeah, and I just I don't. And, and it's so weird. And and the reason why I I'm kind of kind of um, uh, nitpicking on the mom jeans thing is because um, 
you see that he has like you see the scar on his face but then that you see that it goes further down his neck and onto his chest and then he's got like some random blaster wound on his shoulder that I don't know where that came from. And the only one that we should know he has is like in his kidneys or whatever. See, and that's what I needed to see. It's like I almost wanted to, um, you know, see him with normal wasted pants so you could see how fucked up his side is from taking a, a bolt from Chewie's bowcaster. Because I'm sure that's got to be all gnarly and, and, and all gross and fucked up. You think so? So, and, and I think not seeing that. Is I don't know, kind of weird. It kind of, kind of takes the piss out of. And, and again, that that's the thing with this whole movie. Everything is about taking the piss out of what happened before. It's like, sure, Chewie shot him with a bowcaster, and that was kind of cool at the time, but eh, it doesn't really matter now. Yeah. So uh, I think at this point, because uh, nothing matters, we start having doubt as to whether or not uh, Luke was going to kill Ren or not. Oh yeah, yeah the 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 kind of Rashomon type, uh, you know, certain point of view type of thing. <laughs> I think, yeah, we skipped over this, but Luke's kind of explains what happened. Yeah. And he's just like, he went to, he sensed the dark side, so he went to confront him. Mm-hmm. And then we see the hut crumble, or, or he's yeah. like, right, Ben, no! And then the whole collapse thing. Yeah. But then Ray, or Ren tells what he remembers, and it's like, Luke was holding a ready-to-go lightsaber Yeah, like him. he was going like to strike him down. He was going to strike him down. So mm-hmm. it's like... And then Ray, or not Ray, uh, Kylo. No, no, it was Ray. Kind of later confronts Luke about. It. He's like, "Were you gonna kill him?" And he's like, "Yes, sort of. <laughs> I changed my mind." Yeah. Well, and it's funny if like if you if you're gonna go in and change your mind, it's like you gotta turn that shit off quick because it's 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 bright light and it's noisy. Yeah. He, Lightsabers are not quiet. He, yeah. He turns it on. Then he he has a second. <laughs> or he looks at what he's doing. And then that's when uh, Ren looks up and he's like, oh, fuck. And, and defends himself. Yeah. Which seemed it, It's Luke's reasonable. fault that Ren went to the dark side. Sure. But, uh... Well, and they try to explain that way. It's like, oh, no, Snoke's influence was, you know, he was already influenced or something. I don't know, but... And who could possibly thing, though, care? That whole thing... That's not Luke. Nah. Luke... Saw the good in the second most evil person in the entire galaxy, his father, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and went out of his way to save him. Right. He wouldn't do the same for his own nephew? No, it was like, yeah. I sense the dark side. I need to kill my fucking nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I don't care what uh, my sister thinks. Killing yeah. him. It's like. This is not Luke Skywalker. Fuck you, Disney. Yeah. Well, it, well, maybe uh, young young Ben was a pain in the ass. You know, he's probably always like breaking shit, and and uh, I don't know. Well, because I mean, as, as as obnoxiously emo as adult Kylo Ren is, I mean, I mean, he's probably like running around in black hoodies all the time. You know, cranking up his My Chemical Romance music and just you know playing his loud emo music and just yeah, no, I I, I could see Luke being really salty about it. I'm like, he's all like, fuck this. I, I got I got I got no time for that. Um but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I um that is one of those things where it's like that's not Luke. Because like I can I can even reconcile uh, some of the stuff later in the movie where it's like, well that's not Luke. Yeah, but this is this is a guy that we we're seeing thirty plus years after we last saw him. 
people change and develop and grow. And I think that's one of the things that this movie is trying to tell us, that this is a movie about growth and it's about learning from failure and all that other stuff. Like, like I said, I'm kind of like existentially messed up like by, by some of this stuff. And right. it's just, I don't, it, it's stuff I don't need, but, but anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Well, uh, do we want to go back to the video game side quest, or do we want to stick on uh, well, Luke here? Yeah, let's let's go back to the Casino Planet for a sec because there's a few things we didn't we didn't touch on. Um, one, I'm still really confused about like was the dude with the the flower lapel like the code breaker that they were supposed to find or was Benicio del Toro the dude they were supposed to find the whole time because i find it highly suspect that this dude can also do the stuff that this alleged master well, code breaker can do well uh not yoda told him to find the guy with the lapel and <laughs> i don't did del toro ever have anything that looked like the the no. uh, lapel thing? No. So they just, they just picked up the wrong dude. That happens to have the same set of skills. See, I was thinking, I wonder if there was like this whole, you know, other thing where that dude is really the dude and the 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 guy that has the lapel is like, you know, stole his identity or something. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this movie better well, we, and it's we, just... But we didn't get that line of dialogue, so no, we have no idea. There's nothing to establish it and it makes no sense. But it is a nice coincidence that they did meet up in the same prison cell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, that's more dumb than the let's go. I mean, I mean, how cringeworthy were those lines where it's like, oh, it's the lapel from like across the room. I mean, that's, that was just bad. That's just bad line delivery. That whole, it just seems like you could have gotten rid of that whole casino sequence and the movie would have been that much better. Yeah. And 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 how is it, though? And again, I'm trying to make this movie better for some reason. How is it that we go to a casino planet and you can't bring in Lando Calrissian? Why can't I, why I can't, was thinking the exact same why thing? Why can't he be in that casino? You know, maybe he's not the guy that they're looking for. Better movie if he is, though. It's like, I know a guy. No, he, Cut to Lando just being super smooth and yeah, cool. It sh it, yeah, it should have been him that helped him out. Yeah. It should have been Lando. How cool would that have been? Fair, it would it would have made that whole... It would have justified that entire it thing. Would, yeah, even even the whole, you know, who let the dogs out type of thing. I mean, you I would have bought... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they are. I don't... It, Rabbit I, horses? I mean, they were kind of cool looking, though. I mean, in terms of, like, unique creatures... I mean, I mean, that's sure. one thing I did like about this movie is like, you know, the creatures were unique and different and stuff we hadn't seen before. But but yeah, it's like I, I don't I still don't understand what we're trying to say in my Star Wars movie about like, you know, uh, again, capitalism being bad and classism. And and I mean, well, maybe, maybe the uh, this whole time the rebels are communists because <laughs> I mean, the uh, the yeah. empire's. The Empire and the New Order are supposed to be space Nazis. Sure. So maybe that's what the rebellion is. Bunch of commies. Could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it doesn't seem like they're all for a specific democracy. So, you well, they, know, because, you know. Well, you, they had a, re well, was it a republic that they reestablished or was that some different form of government? Who even knows? They they don't really establish it. Right. Um, see, and again, I, I feel like that's just kind of like a giant um, uh, plot hole. But yeah, so and and you know, I 
I I I want to talk about uh, Benicio del Toro for a sec because um, he so he he's a character actor that is very eccentric. He he that that's almost kind of like a Jeff Goldblum to where like you kind of expect a certain level of eccentricity, mm-hmm. but I I I couldn't with this guy. You know really. really? With, with the fucking stuttering and all that stuff. I mean, it just... I don't even remember the stuttering. Oh, it just... I mean, just I like... I must have missed it. I don't know. I it just... I, I don't know why it stuck in my cross so much, but it really did. It's just like, um, especially later on when he's talking to the First Order people, and it's like he's doing like different accents and like different types of vocal delivery. It would be one thing if he had a consistent stutter, but it's not that. It's just like... What's wrong with your brain or I something? Know. I don't know. But, uh, it really bugged me. Really bugged since me. Since you brought up him talking to the New Order, I, w- I want to skip ahead to okay, the sure, question. Sure. How did he know about the escape pods to tell the New Order to shoot where they're at and they'll ch- they change their what they were shooting at? You mean the um, the the smaller ships? Yeah, because this the... is at the point where uh, yeah, I'm skipping ahead to where oh, they're enacting okay. their plan and they're evacuating. Oh right, yeah. He told the, the new orders like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, over there." How did he know about that? Because Finn didn't know about it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of that that's built on sand. Because <laughs> that, yeah, you're right. That that doesn't make that doesn't make a lick of sense, right? All right. So, uh, um, but yeah, no. I I to, to answer your question, I have no idea. Um, but one thing I did want to mention, because I don't think we're going to talk about this guy anymore, he's almost like um, Han Solo without the conscience. You know, to where like where Han Solo was, as we saw him during A New Hope, um, except that he decides to stick around. This is the guy that takes the money and runs. Okay. And, and I think it was kind of nice to see a scoundrel character that's actually a scoundrel. Um, I guess. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm trying to to grab onto what whatever I can find that I think is halfway okay. Um, just because of how um uh disproportionately disappointed I am in this, but right. so uh, but yeah, so I guess going back to uh the Jedi planet. Oh yeah, Space Ireland. Yeah, uh, not Ray, to be confused with the Space Ireland from Rogue One. That was a different one. So yeah, uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke and Ray fight. I have have an actual fight. Yeah, and Ray bests him because she's got all sorts of training within that eighteen hours. Yeah, well, she's just he's, she's just so powerful, man. She she already knows she, everything about everything. She everybody wants to call her Mary Sue. I, I'll just call her Mary Ray. There you go. It's almost a classic character unto itself because I I remember two years ago when we talked about uh, The Force Awakens, that was something I kind of fought you on. I'm just like, you know what? Maybe she's just that powerful. She's that in tune to the Force. Some things are instinctive. Like I explained a lot of the things that we were talking about is just like it was like instinctive, like, ooh, Kylo Ren, get out of my head. Or like, well, ooh, well, you know, let me try and see if this Jedi mind trick works. I remember this from like folklore or something. Let me see if this shit works. This is just like, yeah, being able to uh, best um, a Jedi master in combat with a stick. I, um, yeah, I mean, so 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 to dig into that a sec, do you think that there's the possibility that Luke let her win? 
for some purpose that I can't even think of. I mean, I, I'm sliding off a cliff on well, stupid it, fan no, theories. If I remember correctly, it seemed like Ray was the aggressor. Yeah. So, well, 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 now that you mentioned that Luke did want to die, go there to die. Uh, but then again, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know how to address it. But I, I know it bothered me. That that whole scene bothered me. Yeah. So, so and, we we get our. Uh, this is not going to end how you think line from the right. trailer. Yep. Which he holy was, sh- he, he called it. He called it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody call him on his phone because right. he called it. Yeah. So man. Uh, so yeah, Ray leaves yeah. to find Ren to save him. Right. So uh she magically knows exactly where the uh the fleet is. Yeah, man. Cuz she wasn't in contact with uh the the uh the resistance. Well, I thought she had the the uh, little little uh, uh, pager diddly bob thing. Well, that that like she had one of them well, and Leia that had show, the other one. That'll show where the the resistance are, but it would, how would she know that that's where or they're being chased? Uh, I don't well, know. Well, theoretically, they're kind of in the same place, both very. Yeah, sl- but she didn't go looking for the resistance at that point. She was looking for Ren. True. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's Star Wars. It's, it's yeah. Well, yeah. Is it though? <laughs> I mean, see, well, again, now it is. I, I'm in. I am in the throes of existential crisis here. But yeah, no, it's um, uh, the, the I lost my train but, of thought because anyway, I'm because like, yeah. I'm all I'm all worked up now. Anyway, uh, she lets herself get captured or whatever again. Oh yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Because well, she, the first time she didn't let herself get captured. That's true. So, but yeah, she's brought forth to uh, Snoke. Or Emperor Schmeagel. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and we get a recreation of uh the, the Return of the Jedi with uh the character dynamic of Luke, Darth Vader, yep. and the Emperor. Yeah. But not not as cool. No. Well see and, and a couple things on that before we get into kind of like the, the big set piece I think that this is supposed to be. One there, there was kind of an interesting dynamic, and I don't know if this was just my imagination picking it up or if it was there in the dialogue, but there's almost like this weird push and pull between Kylo Ren and Rey where it's like, I'm going to turn you. No, I'm going to turn you. And I mean, almost, almost like in a dopey romantic comedy kind of way. It's like, you, you know, it's I, I, I found it really irksome. Yeah. But, but uh, I, I'm going to turn you. No, I'm going to turn you first. <laughs> but yeah, so... I just, uh, Snoke throws Ray around the room, because I guess he's a really powerful with the Force. Sure, if you say so. I've never seen anybody else do that. Yeah. But anyway, and yeah. so he's doing the whole torture to get to read her mind. Uh-huh. And unlike uh, Ren, he can actually do it, so he's like, oh, that's where Luke is. After, and instead of turning her like uh-huh. the Emperor wanted to do to Luke, he just orders Ren to kill her. Yeah. So Ren's getting ready to do his. Or he, uh, I can't remember when exactly this was, but it's mm. like Ren would never betray me. He like he put a lot of emphasis on that line. Yeah. So that just that for setup. Mm-hmm. And then as Ren's arrays, I'm getting their names mixed up for some stupid reason. Yeah. See, and, and and why do you have characters with such similar names? I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't Lord of the Rings, man, where everybody is like, you know, uh, uh, Sauron and Sauruman and all this other, you know, 
And uh, oh, I forget what some of the other ones are. I mean, no, I, I guess what you're saying. It's a fantasy thing where like everybody has like the same name, but like a couple letters are different. Right. But yeah, you got the Ren and Ray thing, and I just so, I I don't need that. So, so, Makes me so mad. Snoke's like, I can read his every thought. He's he's going to destroy his his enemy. It put a lot of emphasis on that too. Oh, I miss that. Oh yeah, he was oh, he was very God. much like he's he will destroy his enemy. Right. I'm probably getting the words or the exact uh, dialogue mixed up, but that's basically what he's saying. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's close we, enough. So we see, as he's turn as uh, Ren's turning his lightsaber uh-huh. to strike. We also get shots of Luke's lightsaber because yeah, uh, Snoke took it from well, Ray. You know, and he has it on a nice smooth glass table yeah, so, that just so happens it, so, to be at the same so, level as his throne. So it's turning. Yeah, why well, he can't sense it? Who knows? So, Who could yeah. care? I had something written down. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Mean no, to... I totally forgot about it. It's, it's like, Ren would never betray me. Oh, shit, he betrayed me. <laughs> he just turns on Luke's lightsaber and cuts him in half. Yeah. And it, it's like, you could read his thoughts, but you didn't at all, it didn't at all occur to you that he was doing that? Well, and couldn't you, like, at least hear it, you know, like? I mean, it's it's rotating on a table Here, right next to him. It's going to make some noise, right? Here's what I think was happening. Ren was just, or not Ren, uh, Snoke was just too busy beating off to the idea yeah. of Ray dying that he was not paying attention to what yeah. he was going on around <laughs> he's, him. He's a, oh man, he's a, he, I, I don't want to see his internet browsing history to see what kind yeah. of videos he's been so, watching. <laughs> but yeah, the, Snoke, he went out like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> this, sure. This big guy that was built up in The Force Awakens, I mean, they went out of their way to have him, or that hologram be... A gigantic, so yeah. Make him larger than life. It's like, oh, this guy, he, he must be serious business, right? And, he, he's nobody. And and see, and that's again. I I think I've said this a handful of times at this point, but but that is the theme of this whole movie. Nobody is anybody, and nothing matters, right? And and as a viewer and as a fan, I find that insulting. Now, on the other hand, I'm not. Of the mind where I need an elaborate backstory. Because you remember, you go back to the original trilogy, and all you know about the Emperor is that he's the Emperor. And that that everybody has this fear of him. I mean, like, even you go back to the beginning of Return of the Jedi, where um, Vader is telling the commander, he's like, you know, the Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. And as... That always cracked me up because we've seen how not forgiving Vader is. You know, he's choking out bitches left and right. So what's the Emperor going to do? This is a scary dude. I don't know. It just seems like there was more done with the Emperor within that trilogy. Or within uh, Emp- Emperor or Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi. Whereas Snoke, he just... He just felt like he was there. Yeah. Well, and and again, he's a character of no consequence that is that is just as casually thrown away as that lightsaber over Luke's shoulder at the beginning of the movie. Right. Because they're just like, you know, this stuff that we built up and you've spent a couple years thinking about, ah, fuck it, it doesn't matter. But it is kind of funny, though. Fuck you and your th- fan theories. Oh, why, you brought up fan theories. Why like stuff? No, all those <laughs> theories about who Snoke is. Is he, is he yeah. the return of the Emperor? Is yeah. he Darth... Uh, Plagueis or yeah, whoever yeah, it was yeah. that knew how to create life. Sure. It's like, nope, nothing. All your all those those uh fan fan theory videos on YouTube, meaningless. You know what? And and on the flip side. I just find it funny. I do too. Yeah, because because some of those fan theories 
pretty stupid. Yeah. And and we as fans tend to get up our own ass sometimes about stuff. And I get that, but to go so far the other direction to make it a point that this character doesn't mean anything, um, he's not going to mean anything, he never did mean anything, and the fact that you spent some time thinking about it, you've wasted your time. Same thing with uh, uh, Ray's parents. We, ha- we haven't talked about that. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I thought we'll, that revelation was kind of cool, but... We'll get to that in a second, because okay. uh, afterwards, or right after that, uh, we have a... Oh, I forgot the order. Fight. Yeah, that's right. I I, we, I forgot that that happened after. Yeah, I, I yeah, thought we, we have, missed we have it. A fight Sorry. With, uh, the red um, uh, bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Ninja Turtle Royal Guards. Are, are they anybody in particular? Well, see, here's the thing. Well, no, I I think they're just the the evolution of Royal Guards from Return of the Jedi. But one thing that I did think was really cool is um, in the Dark Horse comic books back in the day, they established kind of like how Royal Guards are trained. And they had like a couple different miniseries showing how badass these guys actually are before they put on the robe and just hang around and do nothing. And with... Not for nothing, very similar weaponry. Like like the the two-bladed knife, laser knife thing. That's kind of a thing from the comics. They changed it a little bit, but it's still um, kind of similar. But I... I felt that that was one of the things where they they took that from the old canon and say, you know what, let's use that. Let's you know, let's actually have these guys be badass and and do something cool, but which I, I kind of appreciated. Well, I asked that or ask who do, do you know who they are exactly? Because I oh I'm curious. This is something from uh, uh, the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Where are the Knights of Ren? Yeah, well, and and earlier on they talk about like well. You know, Luke is telling Ray that, you know, he took some of his buddies and slaughtered the rest. Yeah, where 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 are Kylo's buddies? Where are these Knights of Ren? And I mean I think it's just like a Snoke and Ben's background or Ray's background. It's well, just, that too. It's nothing. It, it's just it it's nothing and it doesn't matter. Yeah, so uh yeah. Um but but to answer your question, I don't believe that the Red Guards are the Knights of Ren. I, I think I think they're just Royal Guards. They have a name. Oh, and that's another thing. Like, I'm realizing in my in my old age, I don't care about uh like you know, like like when I when I was a kid and I would get like the like the Kenner action figures, it's like, oh holy shit, this guy is IG eighty eight or like oh that yuckus. Um, you know, and like, you know, knew all the characters' names, knew all the planets, all the vehicles. And in this sequel trilogy, I just don't care. Right. I mean, even to an extent in the prequel trilogy, I kinda kind of retained some of it not all of it but but yeah i mean this stuff i could give a fuck all right i just i don't know all right that, so uh, that's, that's just a weird aside there but so the royal guard are defeated with uh not ease but easy enough yeah and and what what did you think of the actual combat it wasn't bad but it's just i could understand ren having mm-hmm. or being able to hold his own because he was actually trained by luke skywalker for a, a hot right. minute yeah yeah whereas it seemed like Ray was only trained by Luke for a minute. Yeah, and and none of it really include lightsaber training, except for that one thing where she was swinging at a rock. But th- even then, it's like eight, however many hours she was on that island yeah. doing actual training. It's like that is not enough to be a master of a weapon. I agree. I agree. And and. Two years ago, I'd have fought you on it and said, "Well, you know, you know, it, it's it's a movie where there's space magic." Nah. Fuck that. I, I need I need something 
to justify how it because it's like oh well she's proficient with the stick you know what she's not using that stick anymore she's well, even then a you know staff, light, lightsaber combat is totally different yeah two different weapons but yeah, yeah i can only this i can only suspend my disbelief for so much for so long exactly and and i think that's what happened with me i think i think my disbelief finally the, the bottom just finally dropped out of it it's like you know i i i'm not gonna fight my friends on this i just i don't because I, 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 I don't see it and I don't feel it the way that I did um, um, even with uh, with Force Awakens. But the but the thing that that I wanted to mention on with the combat one, I, I don't need slow mo in my Star Wars movie. You, you leave that shit in the Matrix. It did feel a little excessive. And, well, and, and it felt contemporary. You know, it's like that's what we're doing in contemporary movies. I don't know if I need that in my Star Wars movie. Well, this is this is the Disney Star Wars. So. Yeah, and 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 I, you know, I mentioned earlier with uh, the Princess Leia scene that I felt like I was in trouble. That was kind of a red flag. Um, I knew how I was going to feel about this movie. Finally, like crystallized when one of the Red Guards took like his two bladed laser staff and snapped it in half. And made nunchucks out of it or whatever. Saber nunchucks? I forgot about and, them. And, and I felt nothing. Okay. I, I just, I mean, even like back in like 1999 with episode one, oh, okay. and even now, I still get a little bit of a twinge in that scene where Darth Maul um, ignites the other side of his lightsaber, even now. Right. Because um, it's still kind of, it. I like the way it's set up. It's really cool. It's like, holy shit, it's a double-bladed lightsaber. It's so cool. But now, all these years later, it's like, this guy takes like, you know, a two-bladed knife thing and makes nunchucks about it. And that and that sounds like that should be cool on paper, right? Yeah, eight year old you should be loving it. That's and that's the thing. And but it's adult like, you, it's like I just and it just nothing. I mean, just just I'm like, and I'm just watching this fight just kind of happen. Right. And I felt like no degree of investment. Um, I mean, I chuckled a little bit when like Kylo does the move where you. Know, I mean, we're we're using. We're using lightsabers almost as like projectile weapons at this point, mm -hmm. because kind of like what he does to Snoke, you know, he uses it as, you know, he he does the same thing to the the royal guard in his head. He, you know, uses it as not as a sword, but as like a a stabby projectile type that okay. like like a spear more oh, than okay. a that I, I, I knew if I fumbled around enough, I'd figure it out using it more like a spear than a sword. And that, ah, it bugged me. I didn't like yeah. it. So, uh, fight's over. I'm such a grump about this. Yeah. So, I fucking uh, hate it. Uh, yeah. So, Ray and Ren talk a little bit, and then yeah. Ren looks at Snoke's dead body, and he's like, <laughs> we can rule. Or, yeah. he has this whole little dialogue. I don't even remember what he said exactly. You know what? You could pop in your DVD of The Empire Strikes Back and get pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's there. The, I mean, the beats are there. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the two then force fight over Luke's uh, lightsaber and tear it in half. Yeah. Or was this before the revelation of Ray's background? I don't remember. That that's where it gets a little muddled for me. I want to say that that the the uh, saber being split in half was kind of the the climax of that, the culmination of okay. that. Because I think it just explodes and fades to white and and. Then it cuts to uh, Kylo kind of regaining consciousness as as uh, General Hux is like, 
what the shit? <laughs> what what happened here? Right. Well, <laughs> who, who do this? Why do this? <laughs> so so yeah, I guess what, we, I guess what we, happened? So I guess I jumped ahead a little bit. Maybe. But yeah, we we learned Ray's background, and I was totally wrong. Yeah. I get my one of my predictions was that she was gonna have some tie to a major character or have some relation to Ren. No, she's literally. Nobody. Yeah. Her parents were drunks that sold her off for drinking money. I did cut them. That was it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I made a noise, but I think I nodded approvingly. I'm like, and it's like, sold you off for drinking money. I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was re-listening to the uh, podcast where we, we made those predictions. And that yeah. I was, you could tell by listening to my voice, I was kind of frustrated about the whole concept of everybody has to be tied to one another. Yeah. And. You'd think with this revelation, I'd be like, oh, that's a nice change, but it's just so anticlimactic of her flat. background. Yeah. It's like, it could have been like maybe maybe her parents were on the run from the New Order or something, and they had to ditch her to keep her safe. Something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, would would you have rolled your eyes if it like turned out she was like Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter? Or, oh, like, very much I would do that. But it's just, see, you, you, you went from one extreme... Do it the polar opposite. It's just like something not in the middle, but just kind of like I said, maybe just yeah. some time where a semi-important per- parents or her parents were semi-important and were just being chased by the New Order or the Emperor. Or yeah, yeah. Well, and I agree with you. Somebody important, but maybe not necessarily linked to what we've seen before. Like, like Laura Dern's character, the purple hair lady. You know, she's a new character, but has some kind of history and is established as being important. Yeah. So you could do something like that. But I think, and and again, this movie is like kicking sand in your face, saying like, you know, fuck your th- fan theories. Nothing matters. But it, it's just nothing. But maybe now that and JJ's in charge of episode nine, he's just gonna retcon that. He's like, no, there, she, he, she's related to Ren. Yeah, which I don't, I don't need that either. I, so I guess I'm, just, the, I'm just saying, knowing JJ, what JJ has yeah. done so far, like that's probably gonna happen. Well, you know, I mean, to to tangent a little bit, um, um, there's a <laughs> much like people clamoring for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. There's uh, apparently a petition now out on Change.org, and I think they've got like ten thousand signatures already. Where it's like they're um, they're they're trying to quote unquote excise the last. Chapter from the canon. They want it retconned? <laughs> they want it retconned. And basically, they, they want Disney to make a, a new episode eight. <laughs> Good luck with that. I know, right? I'm like, Good oh. luck. I'm like, that's adorable. And, and, and even though I don't necessarily like this movie, I don't feel that about it. Because it's almost like good, bad, or indifferent. It's all part of the tapestry, and we all just kind of have to live with it. Yeah, I mean, as much as I dislike the prequels, I'm not... That bad where it's like retcon them. Yeah, it's just like, you know what? I really don't like them, but whatever, they're there. Yeah, and and in the sequel trilogy, you there there they've discovered a way to where you can just ignore it, and it's you know is kind of okay. You know, I mean, you can ignore without outright retconning, which yeah. I I think they've done okay by by that. Yeah. So uh, uh, where were we? Um, we were at we were talking about Ray's parents. Okay, because so, and the climax of the the battle, and I don't know if this is what happens next in sequence, but basically General Hux comes in. He's like, "What happened?" Yeah, he's he's just like, "The fuck did you do, Ren?" Did yeah. you? And then Ren, 
Did he force choke him or did he? He did both. He force choked him and lifted him. Okay, so he did that and he's like, the Supreme Leader is dead. And then General's like, long live the Supreme Emperor. He's like, okay, he accepts that Ren is the new Supreme Emperor. Right, right. But anyway, I think we skipped ahead to uh, Leia coming back. Or we, yeah, or, yeah, because because you have the whole mutiny thing. Yeah, the mutiny happened. Uh, there, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are all over the place. Yeah, it's yeah. We're we're well, and and, and so much of this happens concurrently. And uh, and I, I you know I, mean, I think I remember what happened or the order. So, uh, uh, Finn and uh, Rose and Del Toro they get onto uh, the Super Star Destroyer or whatever yes. the fuck it's really called, and they sneak in. They they uh-huh. do their thing. And they, they, they well, this they, is about they were, they were about to they're, deactivate they're, the thing. What thing? The the tracker. The, the thing? tracker. They were about to do that. Oh yeah, yeah. See, because and then, like and then evil BB-8 uh, catches them, <laughs> or he he leads uh, New Order troopers to catch them. Is that what happened? Okay, that, I think I, that's what happened. Because yeah, I I I guess because they were successful in the the tracker. Yeah, because they like disabled it and they did the thing, but then subsequently get captured. I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they successfully turned off the tracker because if they did succeed, then all those ships could have fucked off. Yeah, it. Yeah, and they still would have been out of gas though, and that doesn't. Well, make I mean, they would have gone away, but they they couldn't. The new order couldn't track them, so right. Well, and in keeping with like the the slow chase of of this whole thing, I mean, this is like the worst chase in all of like Star Wars chases. Oh, it's yeah. just like, oh, it's out of range, whatever. But then it's like, oh, that one's out of gas. Blow that up. <laughs> it's like so dumb. It's like, well, and and the thing, the thing that frustrated me about that aspect of this whole slow chase is, never once did I feel even as these dilapidated cruisers are getting smoked. Um, I didn't feel like anybody was in any danger. Even at the end, when they were like taking out the individual transports, I'm like, well, all of our heroes are on one transport, so nothing matters. There, there's no stakes. I don't feel any sense of danger. Okay. And so, it, and maybe it was just the way it was filmed too, because it just it just it felt slow to me. So I think uh, after they get captured, uh-huh. we cut back to the mutiny, and I think this is when uh, they, they got themselves boarded up in the in the. Uh, the bridge. Okay. And then the door to the bridge gets blasted open. Yes. And Leia walks in. Yes. She's A-OK now, and she takes out her phaser, set the stun, <laughs> and blows away uh, Poe. Yeah. <laughs> I chuckled at that. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was fine enough, but it's just like... Yeah. So then uh, when he comes to, uh, I think... Is they, it Leia or Purple Hair Lady that reveals the plan? Ooh, that's a that's a good question. No, I I don't I don't remember because like well what happens is like uh, Laura Dern d- decides she's going to stay with the ship because autopilot doesn't exist. Yeah, you know what? And and you know since 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 we're here, yeah. Not only does autopilot not exist, but apparently um, a single person can operate an entire heavy cruiser by themselves. Fuck out of here with that. Yeah. Whatever, I I'm just I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, why why have a crew? What 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 do you even have people on a ship for? If like somebody with like a, a freaking power glove on the on the side of their their uh, rocking chair there can can control the entire cruiser, it's 
Yeah. I mean that that makes that made no sense. So yeah, made they, me they, mad. They, they really planned that uh, the cruiser is a distraction so that right. the uh, escape pods or shuttles can get onto a nearby planet that has an abandoned uh, rebel base. Right. That'll give them enough power to communicate to their allies. Apparently. They, they have better Wi-Fi on the planet below. Okay. Well, anyway, we cut back to uh, Super Star Destroyer and yeah. Phasma's just getting the schoolgirl ready to execute Finn. Fucking goddamn And then Del, Ru- Del Rio unveils like, hey, guess what's happening right now? Right. So, they hey. atta- so the Super Star Destroyer cha- changes their attention to fire from the cruiser to the uh, space shuttles. Yeah. And they're getting wiped out. Yeah, one at a time. So apparently they don't have very good shields. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do they have shields? It makes no sense. So, like, the same cannon blasts that are bouncing off of the shields of the cruiser can annihilate the smaller cruisers in one shot? That doesn't make any sense, because you still have the range problem, right? I it just... I don't know. I, anyway, I don't either, and it's so, dumb. So, yeah, it shuttles makes, are getting taken out. makes me mad. And Purple Hair Lady's like, oh, fuck, I gotta do something. So she turns around the ship. Somebody's like, she's she's running away. He's like, and fit, is it Poe or... F-? Yeah, it was Poe. Okay. He's like, no, she's she's doing something else. And then she powers up the... Uh, the hyperdrive. Or, as she's turning, uh, yeah. the general or whoever's in charge on yeah. the bridge is like, ignore her or whatever. <laughs> this guy, yeah. It's like, yeah, what whatever. You know, what what can they do? But then they realize, oh shit, she's powering up the uh, hyperdrive. He's like, fire on that ship! Yeah. <laughs> and admittedly, it's a cool sequence, but... The shuttle goes into hyperspace mm-hmm. or hyperdrive, whatever you call it. Yeah. And it completely destroys the superstar destroyer. Well, not completely, but it, it tears the super it, destroyer like, in half. Yeah, like blasts it in half. And it destroys all, almost all of the uh, surrounding ships. Yeah. And this raises an interesting question. Okay. In all the years of uh, this war, mm-hmm. how did nobody think about kamikaze? Yeah. Did nobody think like, hey, let, let's put a droid on these uh, one of these ships and, and have them yeah. ka- kamikaze. Right. I, I don't know. know. I was just like, what you, the fuck? You know what? You're not wrong, and I don't disagree, but um, I, I'm almost ashamed to admit it's probably my favorite thing in the movie because it looked so cool. It did. It did. It, I, I, I actually kind of like lost my breath for a sec when like it goes completely silent. There's, there's no music, there's no sound effects and you just see like the streak. And I mean, it looked like something plucked out of an anime quite honestly, just like it, it just, it, it was really, really cool. So if, so if there was something I would look for in a second viewing, I would like to watch that again, just just to see if if it's as cool as the snapshot in my mind took it as. Um, I I really thought that was cool. Um, and furthermore, with these, because I've been a bit of an apologist up until now of the Disney Star Wars movies. And one thing that I've said is that. I'm looking for something I've never seen in a Star Wars movie before. Okay. And this and and I've had my one thing in all three of these movies. Um in this one it was hyperspace kamikaze. In Rogue One it was star destroyers crashing into each other. In Force Awakens it was holding up a, a blaster bolt sheerly by by will of the force. Okay. It, it you know just those little if you can do something where you're adding little spokes of the wheel without reinventing the wheel which I think this movie does too much of. You know if, uh, anyway um but but that's so 
I am kind of an apologist for that scene, even though you're absolutely correct. Logistically, it makes no sense that nobody has tried it before. Um, but I, I really did like that. I thought it was cool. Okay, so I, at this point, uh, everything on the Super Destroyer is going to shit. Uh, Phasma getting her way got interrupted. And despite having a gun, she decides, you know what? I'm going to get into a stick fight with Finn. Yeah. She's a Bond villain. Can we talk about Captain Phasma for a sec? Oh, how she's the new Boba Fett in the worst possible way? You you took the words right out of my mouth. And it was kind of funny because, like, I generally don't talk during movies. I think it's rude and I get oh, your... absolutely. So, but I caught myself. So, like, I, but but I also make noises. You know, it's like, you know, heavy sighs or chuckles or things like that. Sometimes I'll even, like, you know, blurt out laughter if if, if the moment comes, if I can't catch it quick enough. But um, I remember when uh, what, whatever establishing shot it was where Captain Phasma and all of her squad shows up and I leaned over into my wife and very quietly said, about fucking time. Um, because that was the one character that, you know, uh, again, with, you know, this whole perspective of fuck your fan theories and all that stuff i'm like this is a character that i need to see more of she's she's got an intriguing enough look again just like boba fett i mean again you're spot on on that comparison and and it and just like everything else in this fucking movie it's just wasted you know they they make it a point to say that you know oh well you know she apparently Escaped uh, Starkiller base somehow. She's apparently well, still. She's... Well, it... uh, no, no, no. Actually, they do explain how in the fuck you buy the comic. <laughs> she has her own comic, and it shows her escaping. Yeah. So fuck you, buy the comic. You know what? And I, I can't even, um, I can't even throw rocks at that because I actually have that comic, <laughs> and it, and it's actually not bad. Okay. Um, and maybe that's what agitated my disappointment further because in in that particular comic. She's kind of cool. And basically, like, I mean, I I don't want to get on a side tangent, but the whole narrative thrust of that is that she frames somebody else for uh, uh, lowering the shields at Starkiller Base. And so, like, she has to find a patsy and, like, make it work. And, like, there's there's chases and intrigue and all that. It's it's a neat little story. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's a character much like Snoke. That just comes to nothing. What What's the purpose of giving me new characters to either root for or root against if you're just going to toss them aside? Yeah, she she gets. Well, we we're we're supposed to think that she or Finn got died because he fell down some ledge or whatever. But sure, there's a, a of course I'm not going to kill him. But yeah. anyway, there's a platform that rises up and he. He's on it, and he smacks her with whatever weapon it was, and it breaks a hole in her uh, helmet so we can actually see the actress yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's at least kinda, her eye. Kind of like a RoboCop-type moment there. No, he, yeah, it actually was. Yeah. No, anyway, and she, just, she just looks at him and like, you scum. And, and he just does the stupid one-liner, rebel scum. And then she falls down off to a fiery pit. Yeah. It, it, One it, can only assume she's dead. I mean, I mean that that's a fair assumption because at least Starkiller Base you can make a point. I mean, again, the fuck you by the comic, but but this I don't see how you're going to escape from a a spaceship that is actively kind of falling, cr- apart. falling apart. And it's kind of funny because I didn't think about this until just now, but the people don't seem to be especially alarmed that the the ship is 
falling apart like with with like um you know kylo and huck specifically i mean they're still just like chatting like everything's all cool even though outside the window you can see like the other half of the ship kind of floating out there with all space debris and stuff maybe it's just big enough that there are parts where you don't have to worry as much yeah it it wouldn't surprise me because it it is it is a big damn ship anyway yeah uh bb8 saves the day he he carjacks an atst (laughs) I guess they can run now. Sure. So yeah, they run across and they get was it the was it the Millennium Falcon or was it a escape shuttle? Oh, it was. Um, yeah, because I'm trying to figure out where the Falcon and where Chewie is at this point. Well, because Ray gets on the Falcon. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's like everybody gets on the Falcon. Okay. No, but, yeah. But how did the Falcon get there? Well, it had to get in there. Got there somewhere because Ray. That's how Ray got to. Uh, yeah, because she because she jumped out of the the escape pod. Yeah, where does the Falcon go after that? I think it's just flying around, just ah, just waiting, just waiting. Yeah, just Chewie oh, just anyway. hang, hanging around himself, not participating in the movie. Well, you know what? Probably better. It's probably for the best. You think so? Hmm. Well, that way he's not getting ruined. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! You know what? That is a point I had not considered because I was gonna say not nearly enough Chewbacca in this movie, and 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 I one of the things that really bothered me is that Chewie is basically Ray's bitch now, because yeah. because it's like oh yeah Chewie get us out of here you know and and angle the deflector she I mean she she talked to Chewie the way Han would talk to Chewie, but no. I, I no I I I I got I got no time for that. Oh, it didn't seem like they established that friendship. No, yeah, and and for him to you know bark orders at him, nah, tear your fucking arms off. Yeah, I don't talk to Chewie like that. Come on. Well, anyway, our heroes escape yeah. the the, the uh, dying ship. Yep, and they they do. Uh, is it at this point that we go back to uh, Luke, or is it after they all get to? Uh, the base you mean on the planet oh oh with the yoda stuff yeah right? is that what you're talking about i think it's around this time all right well let's just go there since we're there yeah yeah since so, we're there Re- luke decides he's gonna destroy the uh the sacred tree that has the jedi text in it mm-hmm. and then yoda shows up <laughs> and is it me or did yoda look weird yes and and i couldn't quite put my finger on it because what i couldn't tell is if it was cg or a puppet, or CG that was made to look like a puppet. Does that does that make sense? Rather than like in the prequels where they made did CG Yoda, yeah. I think what they did was they it's still a computer generated creature, but they're basing it off of the model of the puppet because it's acting like you know like you see like what his eyes are doing and some of his other facial features. It, it, it moves like the puppet, so I was like, right? Is it a puppet but just CGI enhanced with the for the glow? I guess, and and um, th- this is okay. As if I haven't been all ready for this entire podcast, you know, I'm way in nitpicky town. But the um, type of glow kind of bugged me because, like, at the end of Return of the Jedi, we see that they're kind of like this translucent blue. Yeah, it's he was solid and blue. It was really bright compared and, to the Jedi and really Return bright. Of Jedi. Yeah, and really bright and 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 again in in Return of the Jedi there there was an intangibleness to it and this was uh um he was solid. Yeah. But uh so yeah, uh Yoda the way Luke reacted to Yoda being back is almost like they've been talking for a while like a couple times like it's like, "Oh, hey Yoda." Yeah. 
And well, you know what? I you could read it that way, or almost the way he says, Master Yoda. You know, it's like maybe he hasn't seen him in thirty years. I don't know. I, it, it's tough to say. It's it's, it, and I think it's one of those up to personal interpretation type things. I, I you know, I, I couldn't really make a case for or against one way or the other. Okay, so uh, but either way, it was kind of neat. Yeah. So uh, Luke's, he says, "I'm going to destroy the Jedi text," and he takes the torch and he hesitates, and Yoda's yeah. just like, "Ah, oh, fucking!" Then he just summons <laughs> lightning and destroys the the tree. Yeah. Which raises a question, since. Force ghosts can apparently summon lightning. Sure. Why didn't Obi-Wan, Yoda, or Anakin help at all in between uh, Return of the Jedi and now? Where the fuck were they? Right, yeah. See, and and I I don't know. And and so to to get back to Yoda's intangibility or something, maybe like as a force ghost, he becomes so powerful that he can manifest physically but that's, just, that's that's what i mean though because like, if they can do that why aren't they helping right and 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 why how can a ghost summon lightning you know just just even that i mean because i totally get what you mean it's like well if these force ghosts are so powerful then yeah why you know is it is it something where they are so transcendent that you know they're they're just above such things I don't know. I, I don't know because, um, yeah, I uh, that that was one of the things I I thought I had heard somewhere is part of the reason why Luke acts the way that he does and he's so indifferent to the resistance struggle is that he's kind of transcended to kind of like that Yoda like level of mastery where he's just you know above simple galactic conflict which. I think is bullshit. Oh, because that the prequels say otherwise. That's true. So yeah, I I don't know. I um, it it was kind of fun to see Yoda though, and I and I and and one of the things I said earlier when we were talking about Luke's treatment of Ray and said that there was kind of like some Yoda in there, I did kind of like that Yoda's response to burning it all down was to laugh at it. It seems like a very Yoda thing. Because does it though? Well, well, I, I asked this because uh, this was something that I noticed, uh, or that was brought up during a Red Letter Media review of this okay. movie. Is that the way Yoda talks and his mannerisms in uh, Re- Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. They're like when in Empire Strikes Back when he's testing Luke. Yeah, but in the prequels he doesn't talk like that, and after uh, he reveals himself to Luke, he doesn't talk like that at all. Hmm. See, I mean, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I I just I remember Yoda like cracking the occasional joke in the prequels where like it, he, he was he wasn't so completely self-serious the entire time to where I and again, I I could just be remembering it weird, but I always think that there's kind of like this mischievous streak to him. So, I, that particular I'll admit it's been a Long while since I've seen the prequel, so I might be remembering it wrong, but yeah. Well, and I'm not even saying I'm right. I'm just saying well, like somebody's wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it yeah. It just it just kind of rang okay for my interpretation. But as much as I believe that, I equally believe that this is yet another thing where the movie is saying, you know what? Fuck you. Your your stuff doesn't matter. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's like fuck the Jedi Order. Fuck all the the sacred yeah. texts. Oh. We're just skipping way ahead. Yeah, here. you may as well because it's 
just says we're, we're not gonna, we're te- not going to come back to it. So since we're talking about the text, we get a shot of some books in the Millennium Falcon. Are, are those the Jedi texts? That's the way I interpreted it. So, if, if that's exactly what it is, then Yoda destroying the the tree, it wasn't so much just kind of like pushing Luke to to do what he wanted. It's just to hide what happened from Luke. Oh well, see, you know what? It, it's it's an insurance scam. <laughs> Burned into fire it is. Collect the insurance money. We will. <laughs> <laughs> Struck by lightning it was. Yeah, just like uh, Obi Wan in the original trilogy, Luke or Yoda's an asshole, a lying asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, and and again, so so Luke is the one person in the saga that has it all figured out. It is time for the Jedi to end, um, because it's like yeah, I mean, because they're the ones that caused the the uh, Darth Vader. See, and I like the way that. Luke kind of explained that to Ray earlier in the movie where he's just like, hey, look, this is the legacy of the Jedi. Um, yeah, no, it should stop with me. Which, you know, but they can com- changes his mind at the end of the movie. Yeah. But yeah. We'll compl- get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we've got to be almost there. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, it's so funny. Well, oh, one man. last thing about Yoda. He does his whole little. Yes. Uh, that is the legacy of uh, our students. They learn from our mistakes or something like that. I can't remember the word for word. Yeah, but more or less the same. But I guess thing. that's supposed to be the moral of the movie. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, or at least it, as as my interpretation is telling me is that, you know, um, um, the past doesn't matter. Um, fuck your beliefs and um, learning from failure. I guess. No, I don't know if it's even learning from failure. It's just straight up failure because you look like at Pozark, for example. He he's you know um, he's constantly failing. Yeah, he he got his uh, comrades killed. He, yeah, he didn't. He wouldn't listen to reason. So now I think in this movie there is a lot more character growth and development than we saw in Force Awakens, which is what we all kind of wanted, and I think to an extent we got. Yeah, but I don't care for the the ex, the the cost of it because I I don't. I almost would have preferred the the Empire down ending, you know, whereas this is just like it's it's celebrating failure and and it's all about, you know, rejecting your beliefs and rejecting the past. And again, as as a as a fellow of a certain age, I don't know if I if I want that in my storytelling. But but again, there I go with my uh, my existential crisis. again. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah. So where they, they cut to the uh, the uh, abandoned rebel base. Right. And we learn it's not a desert planet. It's a very salty planet. <laughs> so so we would be writing home there, right? Because we're extra salty. <laughs> yeah. No, I I can't remember which one it, a review it was I saw this, but the uh, the salt, they yeah. pointed out it's a metaphor for Star Wars, the tears of Star Wars fans. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Did, did you think for even a fraction of a second that it was going to be Hoth? No, I, I didn't think it was going to be Hoth. I just figured well, it, it looked like a desert. It oh, looked like sand. Oh, okay. Got it. Because for some reason, like, when as the cruisers are going towards the planet, I see it's all white. And I'm like, that ah, Hoth. And even as, like, where there's, like, the, the giant door and General is like, oh, close the door. I'm like, I'm like, that's snow? Is this Hoth? What are we doing? You know, like I've completely forgotten about like all the trailers I had seen with like you know the 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 oh. the red clay and all that other stuff. And uh, since you mentioned the door, I 
totally remember. No, yeah. uh, Finn and Rose and BB-8, they did not escape on the Millennium Falcon. Okay. They, they, because I remember, yeah, they were, they're coming, or, or somebody was saying they're coming, yeah. and they crash-landed a uh, stolen shuttle into the base, and then they shut the door. That's right. Okay. Holy so, shit, that, that, that question's been answered. Okay, very good. Asked and answered. <laughs> gavel, gavel. Okay, so, yeah. We, <laughs> That's funny. So nobody knows that uh, the or none of the Rebels know that the Millennium Falcon's there, or around. Right. Okay. <laughs> right, because... That's going to come in later. But yeah, that, that giant door, that definitely a callback to Empire. Okay. And, and, it, and even to Jedi a little bit, too. Like like with uh, uh, Jabba's Palace, oh, you right. know, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the giant door. Yeah. But so, yeah, it's, yeah, either way. Callback so, is callback. <laughs> so, uh, fuck. Um, I think at this point, they're uh, sending out distress signals to their allies. And Leia's yep. like, use my signal. That, that way they know it's me. Yeah. Caller or, ID, General Leia. <laughs> and they're all like, her allies are basically like, Nah, fuck you guys. Yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, we we want none of this. Mm-mm. So well, so they're they're running a telemarketing scam at that point, right? Basically, yeah, they're trying to trying to like sell Omaha steaks or something. Yeah. in in their in their uh, so, uh, rebel base. So the uh, yeah the new order catches up. Yeah, nobody's coming. Yeah, they uh, they bring in the new adats. Yeah, that you you were talking about. Uh, you were talking about the gorilla legs or something like that. Yeah, well, because and they'll like, climb and shit. That's I don't know where I got that from. Well, well I mean, well, they look like gorilla legs, so you think? Yeah. So and because like I again, I'd have to look again, but I thought it almost has like articulated knuckles or something. No, yeah, yeah. They, they definitely look like because uh, it's like you like, know, like hooks or instead of uh, feet. Yeah, so and it's they did so they they didn't do anything with that. They didn't do anything other than walk. So which is kind of so, rad. So uh, yeah, the uh, the rebels. They're calling themselves the Rebels now. At this yeah, point. see, and that that was, and, and that's kind of where I guess the Rebel scum line works. I'm like, well, wait a minute, I thought this was the Resistance. I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up. It's with all this the bullshit. same. It was never really different. It was just a new new name. It's like yeah, a, yeah, terminology and you know it's, it's between like, like a, the First Order and the Empire. You know, it's like, it's it's like, like a rose line from uh, 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 Romeo and Juliet. Mm. So anyway. <laughs> the the rebels there. A rose is a rose is a rose. The, the rebels are lining the trenches just like in Empire Strikes yep. Back, ready for uh, a desperate fight. Yep. And then we get the uh, those weird ships that go. Oh oh, oh the rickety. Um, yeah, the things are falling ones. apart. Yeah, which they, was kind of neat. I mean, yeah, sort of. It was fine, but uh, they go out. They go out. They're gonna fight or try to fight the uh, the adats. Yeah, and they just get wiped out. And Finn's just the only one left, and he's like. No, I'm getting ahead of myself, but they they established that the, apparently that uh, they the, have some Death Star tech. Yeah, yeah, this fusion cannon thing is supposedly based on Death Star tech, which makes no sense because it's like a rotating cannon. It, it's almost like the the um uh um vaporizing weapon in Batman Begins. Yeah, where yeah, it's like it opens up and there's a thing spinning inside. So, uh, yeah, they're gonna it's use, like that doesn't look like Death Star tech. Yeah, they're gonna use it what to are you uh, talking about. They're gonna blow a hole in the door. Sure. Because so Finn's like, Finn's just, I gotta sacrifice myself. Yep. This is the only way to stop them. Yep. And uh, so we get a moment uh, early at the beginning of the podcast. I alluded to that not only did we get callbacks to uh, the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but from other movies. Yeah. This is where I got a callback to Independence Day. Good call. Like, like, hundred uh, percent. Like the drunk pilot was about to fly himself into the alien cannon, mm-hmm. and destroy it, and save Area Fifty One. Mm-hmm. So it's like. They're doing Area 51 right now. <laughs> but then Rose does the dumbest good. fucking thing. 
She How? crashes her ship into his uh-huh. to save him, but she had, there was just as much chance that she would have killed both of them. Yeah, how do they both not get vaporized at that point? Know, that makes no damn sense. And Rose sense. has the dumbest line about, love's going to save us, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's it's like, well, why'd you stop me? She's like, I saved you, dummy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but you just destroyed the uh, the resistance. They, yeah. she, they have no idea that Ray's there. Right. But yeah. Yeah, they don't know that the Falcon is about to come over the mountain and, so, and yeah, you know. This whole dialogue of uh, love's going to save us, or I can't remember word for word, but it was just like, I had a flashback to Interstellar. It's like, it's love, Merv! <laughs> Merv! Merv! You remember that fucking movie? Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, that is like three and a half hours of my life. I the, will never get back. The, this raises another interesting question. Ah. So they're, they're there sitting in the middle of, of uh, the bat- killing field. It's not a battlefield. Sure, yeah. And none of the ADATs or the gunners on the ADATs fought, hey, there's there's some rebel scum. We should We should kill them. <laughs> just two little they had little puffs of dust. They had plot armor, I guess. Yeah. Uh yeah. That no, he, he, the only thing stronger than plot armor, franchise armor. <laughs> same same thing. Yeah. Anyway, so uh the uh the cannon goes off. It yeah. destroys the door. Yeah. So now they're the uh the empire not empire is advan- advancing. <laughs> and I don't know where Luke shows up. And Luke, he he he, yeah. he walks up to uh, Leia. He hands her dice. Yeah, did we ever see that anywhere? Nope. Those are brand new. Brand new. Oh. But but they're they're trying to retcon in that that apparently this set of dice has been on the Falcon the entire time. Which you, you know, know what? The- I'm not opposed to there being fuzzy dice on the Millennium Falcon, but I I resent it on its face because we've never seen that before. I. I, I want to give credit where credit's due, but I, mm. I can't remember which review I heard this from sure. or theory from. The dice, we're going to see them in the Han Solo movie. Oh, that's ooh, that's a good call. And we're going to see the origin of the dice, but then they disappear for seven movies. Yeah, so we won't know the significance of the dice until that movie, or maybe there's some fuck you uh, by the comic that we don't know about. Uh, See, I don't know if that's stupid or not. I don't know how to feel about that. Because if I when when we see the dice in the Han Solo movie, it'd be like, I see what you did there. It would have been fine if the Han Solo movie came out before Last Jedi. There it is. See, again, quit trying to fix this. <laughs> it's, it's fucking broken. No. So uh But yeah, no, you're 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 spot on on that. I think um but again that that is a very Han Solo thing. I mean, I I think I like the idea of there being jangly dice, but yeah, I, I again I'm frustrated that it's a new thing, and that's kind of what I'm upset about mostly with this entire movie. Is it, it's all cramming in new stuff, like all these new force powers that we've never seen before. Not even in the comic books or the video games. We're just we're just making shit up because you know it's the Star Wars for today. It's a new Star Wars, and it's like. Well, the new force power segues into what Luke does. He, he goes so out onto stupid. the killing field and uh, Finn, not Finn, uh, Ray. God damn it. Ren. Kylo these, Ren. These are so, it shows how much I care about these characters. Yeah. I can't get their name straight. Yeah. Yeah. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> Kylo Ken. <laughs> Emo Ken. God, 
God damn it. <laughs> no, it's a combination of Kylo and Ren. Oh, they, yeah, see, I, I should I that. I, well, I, see, I stole that from Red Letter. <laughs> that's fine. It, stealing's good when it when it's good stuff. But, but yeah, no, I, and, you know, since they may or may not be related now, I still think they might be. I mean, I mean, are we are we gonna see them getting to fucking? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. And I don't really care either. That's yeah. Uh, that's, so it's the folly of this movie. Ren throws a tizzy fit, and he's just like, "Fire on him!" And so all the ad or what ad at shoots him. Yes. And then they all shoot at him. It's like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, like that's that's probably not how Luke's gonna go out because that just seems way too on or obvious. Yeah, so, obvious and on the nose. So the dust clears. Luke's. Still standing, not mm-hmm. a scratch. Right. So uh, we're we're supposed to think that maybe he used the force to deflect all the shots, okay, or absorb them. I don't know. So before we get too far, what what was your thought on that when you were watching that that scene? What was going through your mind? I'm really curious because because you were always <clears throat> waving the flag of Luke's dead. That one it seemed way too. It's like. No, that they're gonna have a mini twist. Like okay, okay, or kind of like, kind of like to show at how powerful Luke is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. I didn't think that was gonna be how he died. See, I had a different, stupider thought on it. Okay, so I thought that when the um, and, and we should note at this point that when Luke shows up, he's cleaned up. He's got a haircut. He's got like some just for men going on in his beard. It's trimmed. It's colored. He looks like he does in the flashback scene, but he's wearing a different outfit. It's kind of like kind of an amalgamation of the Return of the Jedi outfit kind of crossed with his kind of white Jedi outfit thing there. It's kind of a cool outfit, actually. I, I thought it was neat. But so so, you know, something's up. But but what I thought is when. After um, uh, all of the blasts annihilate the salt flats and Luke is still standing there, I thought that Luke did indeed die at that point. He got vaporized and what was standing there was a force ghost. Yeah, well, you're kind of right. Kind of right, but... We'll get to that. Okay, gotcha. So so I, I just wanted to share that before we, before we got too far. Yeah. So uh, Ren... It's just like he just he went down there to confront Luke and they yeah. they cross swords or whatever or not, not even cross swords. Uh, Luke just dodges him and this is where we get a callback to a completely different movie. <laughs> we get a fucking Matrix bullet dodge, but with a lightsaber. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, Luke does a Neo. <sighs> oh, so bad. Yeah, he's like limbo, limbo, limbo. And, so anyway, and I'm just throwing up. In and my then there's some dialogue of basically like, you cut me down, I'll become more powerful, I'll haunt you or whatever. Basically well, call back to uh, what Obi-Wan said to Darth Vader before Vader killed him. Yeah. And, and and there's like a, I think there's some foreshadowing in there because it's like, you know, if you cut me down in anger, I will always be with you. Yeah. So I think what that's their way of saying, we're going to see a whole lot more fo- force ghost Luke in episode nine. I think. Maybe. But again, maybe I'm getting too far ahead, but... Um, Depends but, on what uh, JJ decides to uh, retcon. True. Um, but but I will say, aside from, you know, the special effects nonsense with the, the bullet dodge, you get some really good Mark Hamill acting here. 
Oh yeah, and he's he, he's great in this. Uh, you know, from from an acting perspective, acting wise, yes, he he was good, but it's just his character was so wasted. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you, but the, but there was there he was, was the best and worst thing. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. But I, it was like, I, I, there was like, the, it, it's just a little thing. It, it was like when Kylo's all like, oh, well, you know, you think you're, you're, you know, you're going to save me. You're going to turn me in. Luke's just like, no. And, and you can hear that, that, that Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker voice in a way that I hadn't heard in other parts of the movie. It was just, I, I can't describe it, but just the way he shook his head and said no, it was just like, it just reminded me of um, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker that we saw in Return of the Jedi. Just kind right. of the similar type of attitude. And um, and, and then, of course, the, the thing at the end where he's like, see you around, kid. I... <laughs> I liked that. I liked right. it a lot because there's a little bit of Han Solo influence in there. Was that line before or after uh, the big twist? After. I, right. I think it's like the last thing he says to him. So, and yeah. then he disappears. So, yeah, after the whole, you, you strike me down and I anger, that line. Yeah. Ray, <laughs> or Ren, we think, cuts him in half. Yep. It's like, oh, it's, it's over. Gonna, it's going to happen. It's, the robes are going to drop. <laughs> and then he, he, he's still standing there. He's like, what the fuck? And then Ren's just like a, he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And he just pokes it. He pokes him with his lightsaber. <laughs> it, 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 it's a, not a hologram, but it's basically a hologram. A force projection. Yeah. So, so let's get into that. One, again, the thing that just pisses me off is these brand new force powers, like Leia being able to survive in space. And now this whole astral projection, Dr. Strange bullshit. Yeah, across how many light years? And and for him to be tangible, because remember, he hands Leia the dice. He has the dice and he can hang on to them in physical space. And he like he um, it's actually a really sweet moment, but it's like he he um, kisses Leia on the forehead. And I forget what the line was, but something like, you know, um, uh, something about never really being gone or something or something like that. Yeah. And, and and that one. I think I was supposed to feel something, but I didn't because I was so bent at that point. I'm like, yeah, but she's like actually dead and I should be feeling something. And I'm I'm upset that I'm not feeling what I want to feel. <laughs> it's like the movie won't even give me that. But um, but yeah, so so that's really problematic with him occupying physical space, but then not like I am I remembering this correctly? Is it Luke's projection that walks across the sand? I mean, across the salt and then, like the dude in the trench is like, eh, eh, "That's salt." I mean, I, I don't remember when the salt line came. Okay, I, I remember groaning at that because, like, I, I like, I mean, they had to find some way to explain that it's salt and not sand or snow. Um, but yeah, I mean, just some dude on some planet that he's never been on. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't feel compelled to start like taking samples of the ground and putting it in my mouth. Right. That That's not the first thing I would, Ooh, it's all, uh. right, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, just that, that whole, the whole astral projection thing really bothered me because that, that there's suspension of disbelief, but then there's just blowing away credibility. The, yeah. It's just such a dumb twist. And my yeah. Shyamalan would be like, what a shitty twist. Yeah, what the shitty twist? <laughs> yeah, so I like it. So yeah, Luke's he never left the 
Space Ireland. Yeah, he yeah, was there like, the whole time. Because he's like floating a little bit. He's sitting yeah, cross-legged he, on the rock, kind of floating a bit. Yeah. So and it's just... And then so, suddenly he has this weird look on his face. Like something's wrong. But we don't see what's wrong. He's got space indigestion. And then, and then he disappears and his clothes just float away. Yeah. So, so yeah. I called it. He died. Mm-hmm. But it was just such a wasted death. I can't gloat. Yeah, he, and he should have been there. Yeah, he should have been on the planet to to martyr himself. Mm-hmm. That would have been so much more significant. Mm-hmm. And also, it would have made a lot more sense for it to have uh, people be like, you know, maybe we should help the rebellion because they saw what Luke did. See, and that's what I thought. Yeah, like he was going to be like a martyr figure, and because they had already talked about, like, I think it was like when when Ray was trying to, you know, coerce him back in. It's like, well, you know, the the they need Luke Skywalker. They need the legend of Luke Skywalker. Um, you know, and and it's kind of easy to rally behind a folk hero. Um, and yeah, so I I don't know why that whole aspect of it was just dropped. I don't know. Um, but but I, I agree with you. It's like, give him a big hero's death. He, exactly. He didn't get a hero's death. And arguably, on, on the flip side of it, I don't know how much of this I believe myself. I'm just kind of being contrarian for the, for the sake of discussion. But you could also say that, you know, Luke had achieved that level of zen that, like, perhaps Yoda had. When when it was his time to go. Yeah, but when Yoda died, he said he was dying. Or before he died, he said he was dying. Like mm-hmm. he, he was old. And Luke was just like, you can't die. I'm not done with my training. Mm-hmm. No. But it's just like, Luke just, one minute he was fine, the next he's like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. And, you know. I think there's a theory that those wounds, or when Ray, or Ren cut uh-huh. him, that it, like Matrix style, it's like. What happens in the Matrix happens oh, in yeah. reality. But he's like, but he never looks down to what, see what you die in the game, you die for real. But they don't do any establishing shot God to show it. that he's wounded. Right. I mean, you see that he's strained, and I suppose to continue with that that observation that perhaps the the strain of doing solid astral projecting across you know several light years or whatever the distance is, maybe just gassed him you know maybe he he just add a gas at that there's just nothing there to confirm that or whatever or to establish that yeah and and quite frankly i don't think we're ever gonna get that oh maybe in a a fuck you by the book or by the maybe the novelization (laughs) that's a good point maybe i need to pick up that uh uh, a novelization or something there or a comic book adaptation or something right um but but with the track record of this movie it probably doesn't mean anything and and that's that's the thing that I find so unforgivable about this movie is that that it took Luke Skywalker, the hero of our childhood, and just threw him away like he was nothing. And and like, you know, I I understood what was happening. Like he, you know, you see him staring at the twin sons and the and the music is swelling and you understand that it's it's gonna happen. But but I tell you, man. I felt nothing. And and I'm upset about that. Because uh, it, it's like I, I should have. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you of the two of us, you're the Star Wars fanboy, so you you're the one that should be bawling like a baby right now. Exactly. And and I just wasn't. I was just like Okay. 
That so, uh, that's cool. So I want to run a question by you, of uh, course, regard, regarding Luke's death. Okay. It, to me, it was just so anticlimactic. Yeah. But of all the main characters that have died in Star Wars, mm-hmm. his just seemed like again the most anticlimactic. Yeah. Even compared to Dooku or Maul. Oh, that's a good point because I mean, arguably, Dooku still got kind of a cool death because it showed how evil the Emperor was. He's like, ah, good. Kill him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> kill him, Anakin. I mean, Darth Vader had a really meaningful death. He got a Viking funeral, for God's sakes. Yeah. Uh, same with Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we and had... He, and he was... To me, he was a minor character. Right, and and yeah, I mean, they Han, had... Han went out like Han. Oh. Yeah, but... Oh, and this reminds me, something that... I mean, so... Nobody's at least pouring out a 40 for Han Solo at all. Come on. Well, because, I mean, all you get is where's Han. That's the only mention of it. And and I was talking about, like, no Chewie earlier. You can't give me something where at least we're... No, all we get with Chewie is a stupid joke with the porks. <sighs> yeah. Um, Chewie's got to eat, man. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, 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 I was bothered by that, that there, there's no mourning for Han at all. And I bet you there's going to be no mourning for Luke because nobody knows where that fucking planet is other than Ray. Yeah, it seems like... I mean, so who's going to mourn like, him? Those space nuns? Yeah, it seems like uh, the only people that knew Luke died was uh, Ray and Leia. Yeah. And and that's kind of sad, but, but again, maybe I'm looking at it wrong because, uh, again, this is the Star Wars of today. So um, let's... Uh, I suppose at this point we should think about uh, wrapping up the plot and... Well, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So uh, uh, while that's happening, uh, Ray, uh, like, like I said earlier, she becomes more... With about as much training as Luke did in Empire Strikes Back, yeah. becomes a more powerful Jedi. She can lift an entire pile of rocks, yet Luke couldn't lift up an X-Wing out of a swamp. Yeah, and oh man, were those rocks computer generated? Yeah, they were. Oh, they looked like wet hot garbage. So, so anyway, yeah. Ugh. The oh, rebels get away. Oh, that bugged me. And then, we, then we get a return shot to uh, the casino planet, and the kids are telling uh, what I can't. I couldn't tell if it was uh, the story of what happened on the the salt planet or if it was Luke confronting uh, Yoda or not Yoda, uh, Java. That's a good question. I. I don't know if there's really enough there because it was all like in in Dabu Dabu language. It's like Mucha Pucha Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I I don't. That'd be interesting. Like if if I do ever that, see it that again, would to, be something to rewatch. Yeah, because I I don't know. Uh, but one thing that was established in Force Awakens is that you know kind of the the adventures of Luke Skywalker are kind of folklore. Which I mean, how do you get folk- folklore after only thirty years? But I mean, that, that's you know, that, that's neither here nor there. That's super nitpicking. But I did think that was kind of neat, though. Yeah, because it, it it sets up uh, a new rebellion, I guess. Because we get one of those kids has uh, a Jedi or not Jedi, a rebellion ring. Yeah, yeah, he's got the, the rebel symbol. He's got the secret decoder ring. Yeah. And he's holding uh, his broom like a lightsaber. Uh huh. And that's the end of the movie. Well, well, did you see what happened before that though? What? Where he 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 force grabs. The... I did not see that. Okay, yeah. So so the broom 
is kind of on on its and it's super subtle. It's a blink and you miss a thing. But he's walking out to like this open air field where shortly before he sees the shooting star, he very subtly force grabs it. And he's walking out there holding it like a lightsaber. He sees the the shooting star, holds up his Green Lantern's ring, and and again is holding his uh, broom like a so lightsaber. So he had a new Mary Sue. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. Well, and, and, and the thing that, that, again, kind of thumbs its nose at the whole thing is like when Luke is talking to Kylo, and he's like, and and I will not be the last Jedi. Oh, he said the thing. He said the line. And or like, he said the title. I'm like, but. Yeah, I mean, it's like if this was Cinema Sins, it would be roll credits. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, no, I, and that doesn't make sense because he was he wanted to be the last Jedi. He's like, you know, this he this changed his mind. To, yeah, but why? Makes no sense. So yeah. Ugh. Anyway, movie's over. Yeah. Uh, regarding that ending. Okay. Uh, is it me or did the ending of the Last Jedi? It felt like the ending to a trilogy or a series. Yes. This felt like a final ending. Yeah, because, well, because, yeah, it's it's not a to be continued for, it, no, I'm sorry, not to be, con, to be concluded. It, it doesn't have that. It's like, that's the end of this cycle. Um, You know, we'll see what happens in the far flung future. Uh, because especially like with the kid and, you know, obviously has some kind of force powers. I mean, this is setting something up. But then it's, it raises another question. It's like, where do they go from here? Em- At the end of Empire, you had, well, not just the Galactic uh, Civil War. You had, uh-huh. we got to save uh, Han. And yep. and Luke just like, oh, my God, my father is the second most evil man in the galaxy. What do I do? Mm-hmm. In this movie, it's, it's just, we got to fight the bad guys. We got to uh, defeat Ren. Yeah. That's and, and- it. And and apparently, what do you build on from that? Yeah, see, I mean, it's it's all freaking sand, um, and I hate sand, but it gets uh, everywhere. <laughs> it's coarse, it's rough. It's now I care. Everything's well. This leads into something that smooth. I I don't think Disney has any idea what their plans are for the story of Star Wars. I I don't think so because well, this isn't it, planned out like the prequels. Because, yeah, say what we will about the prequels, and obviously we have and will continue to, but at least there was a end game. There was a goal. This almost feels like, oh, you know what? And I, I made this, this relate, I think, during our Rogue One podcast. This feels very Marvel to me, um, to where it's like we're building towards something, but who knows what? Well, um, uh, uh, I think it was a red letter media uh-huh. uh, review. And they talked about this very thing that I brought up. Of sure. Where do they go from here? Yeah. And it's like one of them jokingly said it's leading into a Saturday morning cartoon, just weekly battles with the empire, Ooh. <laughs> which, you know what? I, I do dig that star Wars rebels and it is in its final season, but, it, but I like it as an on the side type of thing. Oh yeah. But maybe that, that, you know, maybe like an in Canon Saturday morning thing. Maybe that's where they go. So, so, but, but that leads into a bigger oh, go ahead, problem. Go ahead. So let's say they do that. They have a cartoon series or maybe a comic book series. Sure. That's basically like the battle of the new rebels and the, the, the new order. Right. And it leads into episode nine. Mm-hmm. You would have to read all that to know what's going on. It's just like the same problem I had with uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. You had to have watched the cartoon to know anything about uh, General Grievous. Yeah, and and the Clone Wars and all that exactly. other stuff. Sure. You know, and I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, well, wait a minute, they did that before, and 
And some of that stuff for me at least was kind of hit or miss. I didn't I didn't consume all of it and felt like I was okay because basically like at the end of uh, Attack of the Clones you get the beginning of the Clone War and at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith you get the end of the Clone War. So that, oh, wait, that you're, makes... you're talking about the the uh, the, the CG cartoon Ye... or the uh, the the one that's actually like cartoon animated or whatever. Oh, because um, there was two different Attack there, of the there, Clone War cartoons. Yes, yeah. There, well, and I guess I guess in a sense to answer your question, I guess I'm talking about all of it. Oh, okay. So all of the cartoons, all of the comic books, maybe there was video games. I don't. I, think I don't the, really uh, know. I think the CG cartoon was made after Revenge of the Sith. That's right. Yeah, because really there was only because a lot of it was kind of like fill in the gap. Fill in the gaps. You're right. You're right. But yeah, the the hand drawn, um, the uh, the one that um, was like uh, there's only a handful of episodes. And it was exclusively on Cartoon Network, and they're all really good. If you if you haven't watched that, seek it out. It's I it, haven't seen them in years, so I yeah I don't remember them. Yeah, well, it I may, just remember they introduced the. That's where they introduced uh, General Grievous. Yeah, and he was actually cool. He was actually really cool in those cartoons because, like, he he would like tumble and use you know his opposable arms like like he could use like his arms as legs and legs as arms. He would almost be like spider like in how he would move and it, it was really cool and it worked in that animation style. But I'm getting way off track. Um, but but I mean I I guess for my perspective where we go from here, you have to have a sizable time jump. Because I think that's the only way you can gracefully explain Carrie Fisher's absence. It's been long enough where maybe she just passed away. If, if that's the case and she just dies off screen, I am done with Star Wars. Or at least Disney Star Wars. I am done. She deserves better. But what do you do, though? Because, I mean, whether we like it or not, well, Carrie Fisher she, isn't with us anymore. That's why she should, they should have killed her in uh, The Last Jedi. Okay, but it's, I don't know. It's just yeah. Well, I mean, well they, they, Rogue One established that they can bring people back from the dead, <laughs> so they can do that with Carrie if they get permission. I'd be okay with that if we just get that one scene where they just she gets a send off of some type, or her character gets a send off, because just dying off screen. Yeah, like whether it be or or even where she dies off screen, like in a comic book or a novel, video game. It's just like. Yeah, her character's way too significant to not have it on screen in the in the in the movie. Mm-hmm. But but they, yeah, they're in a mess. Yeah, I I agree, and I don't know what the solution is. There probably isn't a, a perfect one. Yeah, I mean either either way, we're all going to be disappointed. I mean no, I yeah. mean there, there there's no there's no way to fix it, unfortunately. And um, and and that kind of led to my rotten feeling about leaving the movie. It's like, wait a minute, it was. It's always been my understanding that the um, numbered episodes are the saga of the Skywalker family. Uh huh. Going into this this new episode nine, there are no Skywalkers. I mean, I mean, I mean, unless you count. Uh... Ren. Do you though? I mean, because well, I mean, I mean, well, not by name, but he's by blood. He's a Skywalker. Yeah. So, so the only person of this lineage that this this entire saga of movies is supposed to be about is the evil emo nephew. Fuck you, Disney. Yeah. Fuck you. If you did, if you wonder what that noise was, Mike. I in a pit of rage just threw, threw his pen across pen. the room in a in a Kylo Ren like fit. Oh, I did like that we got more Kylo tantrums. 
Like like Snoke oh, is since you brought that up. Snoke was giving him shit about oh you're just a kid in a mask. He's like, yeah, uh, smash my well, mask. I, I, I think that was a funny well, I find it funny for the wrong reasons, but Okay. Uh, Snoke's just like, take off that stupid helmet. Yeah. Like he calls it a stupid <laughs> helmet. So I'm just thinking like, uh, all you people that thought that was that costume was cool, you just got a big fat middle finger from Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I can't, I can't help but laugh at people who bought that stuff. Right, sure. Um, I don't have none of that stuff. BT dubs. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, but but again, that that's I, I, I'm way past repeating myself, but but again, that's that that was my problem with this movie is that it it's it's intentionally undercutting itself at every turn. Yeah. I don't know if it's embarrassed of itself. Is it is it embarrassed of the mythology? That's kind of what it, well, I don't want to say embarrassed, but it's just basically kind of like Take it did something similar to Alien Covenant and just took it, a mythology and just like or, or potential mythology. Yeah. And just like fuck this. Yeah, well and, and with with Covenant, and I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but I think I think the mistake of those movies is it's adding excess mythology that nobody wants. Well you can say the same thing about the prequels or these sequel trilogies. They're adding mythology that nobody yeah. really some people asked for, but it wasn't really needed. But anyway, yeah, you know, you, you're not wrong. So, uh, mm. on the dry, on the way up here, or I was just thinking, well, one one compare uh, analogy I made about this movie on Twitter, at least, was that this is the Alien Covenant of Star Wars. Yeah, but something else I didn't think or I thought about is mm. that the Last Jedi. It seems like it's the film equivalent of a wheel spinning in a puddle of mud. It didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah! No, the beginning of the movie, the the rebels, they're on the ropes. They're the 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 uh, the the new order. They're after them. They're, yeah, yeah. The, the the rebels are on the ropes in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. The end of the movie, they're still on the ropes. Yeah, and now there's like fifty people left. This movie went nowhere. Yeah, it didn't add anything. Well, unless at least Covenant added something. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And and. Unless you count the character development of these fancy new characters, because I mean th- this is really a a baton passing movie. It, it's passing from the previous it, generation to so now. And it's funny, like I I I haven't listened to our old shows in a while, but I think that was one of the things that I said I wanted going forward. It's like you know what, let's you know the the new characters can go have their own adventures now. But even after making that prediction, now I don't want that. Well, I think it's, you could chalk it up to uh, execution. Yeah. Because you, you mentioned uh, baton passing. Mm-hmm. This wasn't a graceful no. passing the baton. It was They were fumbling. Yeah. That's it a good analogy. very ugly. That's a good analogy. I uh, I like that. Um, so, yeah, it's just this movie, like, by itself. Do you think it was an okay movie? You know what? I I will say that from like a technological standpoint, it's gorgeous. The cinematography is cool looking. I mean, again, like the like the stuff on the Salt Planet, that is cool looking stuff. And and you know the special effects were top notch. Um, and and again, I'm seeing like exciting space battles, like I want to see in Star Wars, except when it's a low speed chase. Um, like I mean, like I heard somebody make a comparison to it's almost like Mad Max Fury Road. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make sense. 
Um, I can only think of one comparison to Fury Road. But just that, that, that's in, a different in, uh, in the in the caravan chase, I guess. Oh, I was thinking of something else, but we'll mm. get to that later. But oh, uh, okay, interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, uh, just my thoughts of the movie by itself is like, shh, it's, it's the same thoughts I had with uh, Alien Covenant. It's like, yeah, yeah, it, it's okay. It looks good. Uh-huh. Special effects are top notch, but then. Mm-hmm. Then when you compare it to everything else within the franchise, I have to ask. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, and, and something that that uh, you and I pondered a little bit on, on, the, on the way up is, are we in the minority? I, I don't I don't even know because like the well, the stuff that I've exposed myself to has all been positive. Well, that segues into reaction to this movie. Oh, so far. here we go. Okay, all so, right. So See, you've been saying you've been seen positive reaction. Uh huh. From uh, podcasters and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of podcasts so, that I've listened so, to, everybody has. I mean, because they they like that it's weird. They like that it's different. They like that it's. Um, uh, that, you know, it's all about moving on and growing up and it's, you know, the Star Wars for today. Um, you know, the, the creatures were really cool. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just scrolling through to see if there's any other um, uh, notes. Um, but yeah, just that, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, the, the, the consistency of Luke's character is a little shaky, but he's also 30 years older. So that so that kind of checks out because we're all different after 30 years, which I, I'm not going to necessarily specifically dispute, but there, there's so much off model stuff here that. I don't know if I fully yeah. agree with that. Yeah, but, but uh, so yeah, like reviewers were loving it. Like it's got a certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, but, uh, let's been, get into that a little bit. Yeah, so the uh, <laughs> the uh, the fan score, uh huh, totally different. As of uh, last night when I checked, it was fifty four percent. So uh, it seems that uh, based on that numbers that. There's a sizable people who are going against the "Oh my God, I love Star Wars" mindset because yeah, that was prevalent when uh, Force Awakens came out. Like, I was in the minority of people who weren't pleased because it was a brand new Star Wars. It's basically everybody's like, "Ooh, shiny new toy." Mm-hmm. But after a couple of years now, it seems like people are or the new toy effect is wearing off on people. Yeah, uh, I have noticed a lot more. Uh, you know. Force Awakens, yeah, it, it was a remake. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, 54% fan rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and this led the apologists to say, oh, this is fake, it, it's bots doing this, blah, 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 blah. But Rotten Tomatoes comes out and says, no, that score's authentic. Hmm. So you can, you can either say they're telling the truth or that they're trying to save the integrity of their website. But yeah, but when you think about that. Uh, when you think about... Uh, IMDb or all these other sites, they have similar fan reviews. Right. And you read comment sections on YouTube videos about The Force Away or, yeah, The Last Jedi. Yeah. A lot of, a, a sizable chunk of the fan base is not happy. Yeah. And back to Rotten Tomatoes, just something, just like with the, uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Ghost and Shell being hired in Justice League, <laughs> this is purely for my own delight. Okay. Very good. The, the prequels. Yep. All three of them have a better fan rating than The Last Jedi. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Phantom Menace had 59%. Huh. Attack of the Clones had 57%. And uh, Revenge of the Sith had, had uh, 
kind of checks out, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. General not... consensus is that uh, Revenge of the Sith is the best of those three. Yeah, but, and that Attack of the Clones is the worst. But Attack of the Clones, is, at least if Rotten Tomatoes fan scores are anything to go by, is better, well received by the audience than The Last Jedi. Mm. And I find that funny. That is pretty funny. Oh man! But but is that enough for us to throw our heads back and laugh? I don't know. No. no well. No, 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 because with Jedi, just, or not Jedi, uh, with uh, Justice League, we knew it was going to be bad. We, we, yeah, we're, we were we were fully prepared. Yeah. Jedi, or Last Jedi, I don't know about you, but me, it was kind of like, okay, I, I'm not totally optimistic here, but, yeah. you know, it, it's the second movie in the new trilogy. Let's see what they do. Maybe, maybe it'll, they'll turn things around now that they got the whole, they got the nostalgia out of their system. Yeah, but here's the problem. They just did polar opposites, mm-hmm. and it's just poorly executed. So, I don't know about you, but I have no optimism for uh, the, the future of Disney Star Wars. Like, I, the Han Solo movie, if I see that at all, mm-hmm. it'll probably be the same reason that I saw Justice League, to laugh at it, to make fun of it. Yeah. And uh, episode nine, whatever the fuck they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably only going to see it just to see how it ends. That's wow. it. Like, I'm not excited for this. Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I, I, I will, at least for Han Solo, I will continue to go. Um, because I, I am the, the loyal fanboy. but th- this you got to know where that, that dice comes from. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but for me, this is kind of like the, the first time. And again, I, Watched all three prequels a couple times in the theaters, and and again it took me a couple few years to turn my back on them because I'm like, yeah, that's you know my 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 thing has always been, yeah, you know what, it's still Star Wars though, right? I don't know if that's the case anymore, and and I think that's why I'm so messed up about this. It's like I don't I don't know if I recognize this as Star Wars. I mean, you know, all these people have like weird random force powers that have cropped up out of nowhere um and and again i guess i'm i'm all for adding new spokes to the wheel but if they're new things that don't make sense i don't like it and and another thing that i don't i don't know if we've really gotten into as much we've talked about it as it comes up but the tone of this movie it's very jokey oh yeah the it and i, I Oh yeah, I on my nose. I just have Marvel humor. Yeah. Oh, and that is the best way to put it. And 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 it was one of those things where um, I was. We were on the on the ride home. Uh, me and my wife after seeing the movie, and you know she was asking me how I felt about it. The first thing I told her, collected my thoughts for a sec. I'm like, well, as far as Star Wars movies go, that was one of them. And then I thought about it for a little more. Then I kind of shared some of the the existential crisis stuff that I was, I was going through, but also where I landed on is like, it was just, it, it's just trying to be too damn funny. And, and what she tells me, so she's a casual at, you know, I, I, I don't even know where the line between casual fan and reluctant fan is. Cause she watches these movies with me, but she could take them or leave them. And, and she'd tell you that herself. So I'm not, so it's more like just to, Spend time with her husband. That Basically, kind of thing. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, you know, and and you know, she said as much. 
And she's like, I liked this. I liked this a lot. She likes the Marvel movies, too. I like the Marvel movies also. But you, I think you've tapped into that vein with the Marvel humor. And she's like, I liked that it didn't take itself so seriously. And I didn't go off. I almost thought I was. I'm like, you know, this isn't a fucking Guardians of the Galaxy movie. You know, it's it's fucking Star Wars. And and the thing that that now with the prequels, they were way too self-serious. And I think with the sequel trilogy, much like some of the other stuff we've discussed, it's it's a rubber band that snapped too far the other direction. And, you know, with with like a lot of the jokes that we've talked about that haven't landed, some of which I mean, again, I'll still give it a polite chuckle, but I'll still say that the humor bothers me. Like, I again, like we, we kind of talked about the phone call scene at the beginning. I chuckled. I thought it was funny. But I still think on the whole that that's what makes this movie really flat for me, because, I, again, it's a fucking it's a fucking Marvel movie. And and I don't need that in my Star Wars. I need Star Wars in my Star Wars. Well, I guess we'll have to wait till episode <laughs> eight to or not eight, nine, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Also. Uh, the director, uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Isn't he set to direct a whole new trilogy? Oh, that's right. I forgot to write that down and make a note about it. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Um, you think I, that's going to happen? I don't know. Well, because, well, I bet you it will happen because people are going to this movie. This is making freaking bucks. I mean, it, it made more than uh, Justice League's entire run over a weekend. Yeah, but it it's opening weekend... Was like a forty some odd percent drop from uh, the Force Awakens opening weekend. Oh really? Oh, I hadn't paid attention to yeah. that. That's well, I, good... I looked up the box office number. Well, I don't That's have them on hand. But sure, sure, of course. It did worse opening weekend than uh, the Force Awakens, uh-huh. but it did better than uh, Rogue One. So uh, interesting. I think you could write that off as uh, the Force Awakens was brand new Star Wars. Everyone had to see, like, because yeah. he was hyped the fuck. Totally, and and uh, Rogue One, you expect that you, you can explain that as uh, not doing as well as any of the numbered sequels because right. it's not a numbered sequel; it's just a, a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Like, and you already know what happens, so it's it's not a must see type of movie. It's a fan yeah. movie or a movie for the fans. Yeah, I don't know if it's a movie for the fans though. No, I mean uh, Rogue One. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, see, and that one can have lower expectations. Exactly what you were what you were no, saying. Yeah, so this one, you could write off it having a worse over, opening weekend than uh, The Force Awakens just because it's the hype's dying down. Yeah. But I have to wonder, uh, how, how much of a hit will this take you on, know what? on Star Wars hype? It, it's interesting, and, it, and the short answer is we won't know for a while. Right. We almost have to like, you know, let it sit and breathe uh for a while. But here's the thing, you know, you were asking if the Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to happen or even if we want it to happen and you know, if you want to give him side movies that have nothing to do with the mythology, a la Rogue One or something like that, I could be okay with that because I actually dig him as a filmmaker. I loved Looper. Um, he, uh, uh, did an, another movie called Brick, which is kind of like a, like a, uh, uh, high school teenage, uh, detective noir story. It's, it's kind of cute and fun, but, um, but anyway, I, I think he's a competent enough filmmaker to give us a visually stunning 
Star Wars movie, just like what Gareth Edwards mostly uh, gave us with Rogue One, the parts that he ended up being involved in. So I think I think he can still play in the sandbox. I don't want to necessarily see. I I don't think he needs to be excommunicated from the universe, but keep him away from the saga stuff. Well, um, I mean that that that's as as contradictory as that is. That that's kind of where I sit on that. No, I got you. you know, if you if I, you, I just, if I just, you, I just don't want a new saga the be- or sequel or trilogy to begin with because there it is. You're this right. This whole yearly Star Wars movie, uh, a Star Wars movie every year, it's it's going to take away the I don't want to say the mystique of Star Wars, but it's just gonna it's just gonna make it a annual thing that eventually people just forget about. Just gonna get tired of it. And I mean, you're sure, right. There's, there's hype for it or building up to it, but once it's done, it's like okay, let's move on to the next thing. Like. Like the Super Bowl, sure, almost like big high build up for the event. Then the event happens, and after the Super Bowl, it's like okay, move on to the next thing. Yeah, that, that's what I think is going to happen with Star Wars. And Star Wars, after all these movies, it mm-hmm. should have been left at three. It should have been just three movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally have like comics, cartoons, video sure. games, all that cool stuff. Sure, that's just the movies should have left it at three. Yeah. In hindsight, should have left it at three. You know what? And and just like the alien movies. Yeah. And and I remember when Force Awakens was gonna come around and I was so excited. And I remember talking to folks, it's like, what do you want more Star Wars for? And I'm like, and 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 we we've had this discussion before regarding chocolate cake. And it's like it's chocolate cake. I love chocolate cake. Why would I not want more chocolate cake? But then if you're having chocolate cake all the time, or in this case, every year, to the point where you can set your watch to it at this point, you know, we know every December around Christmas time, we're going to get something called Star Wars. And, and you know, you, you were reluctant about saying the mystique. I, I'm not going to be shy about saying it. it. It takes away the magic of it. And, and that kind of sucks. And... It, it it's kind of upsetting because I agree with you. It should have been left at three, and I I now feel I'm, I'm second guessing the way I was looking at things because of my enthusiasm for Force Awakens and you know this whole new thing. Oh, cool! We get some new cool characters and all of my favorite characters also all together, and we can do cool new stories. Fine, that's cool. But but now now I kind of feel like a, a, a switch in the Matrix. I'm like not like this. Not like this. <laughs> oh, that that's it, that's where I sit on that. It's almost like a bad marriage. Force Awakens was the wedding. Rogue One was the honeymoon. <laughs> yes. And the last Jedi is realizing we don't get along at all. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think that's uh I think that's uh that's a, that's a that's a good spot to put that in. What uh, uh what else you got in your notes? One last thing and this was uh when you brought up uh Mad Max Fury Road that I could tie this into. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, remind me about that. It came to my attention that The Guardian, uh, I can't remember if that's a British newspaper or what. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's British. Uh, they called The Last Jedi the most feminist Star Wars yet. See, now, I, I have a question for that. I, I wanted to get into this, but I didn't think we were going to have time. But, well, I'll be but, real quick. Okay, yeah, but yeah. no, we've been going on for a while. <laughs> uh, if, it, if this is the most feminist Star Wars ever... yeah. Then why was it Luke that saved the fucking day? <laughs> Just like with Mad Max every, or Fury Road, everybody's like, it's, it's totally pro feminist. It's like, 
But Mad Max was the one that saved everybody from Fury's stupid idea of wandering the desert. Or in going back to uh, the waterhole. Sure. So it's just like, if this is the most... If I was a feminist, I would be insulted with this movie. Yeah. Because, well, well, Rose was ridiculous. Yeah. Ray's a Mary Sue. Mm Mm-hmm. Leia was hardly there. Right. And pink hair was just... A bitch. And Phasma also wasted. She, yeah, she's not even a character. I, I, I wouldn't even... I mean, because at least the other characters you named are at least characters. I mean, I mean, Phasma well, this, is just Bubba Fett. You know, she just looks cool. Well, again, yeah, she, she, she could have been something more. That's, yep. Yep. So disappointing. So... So with that, because, I mean, again, I, I don't really have a firm understanding of what feminism actually is, so I can't speak to it. But but that is something I've heard before, and I've heard that this is a movie about guys making dumb decisions and... and no, yeah, the, that, that's a uh, big progressive pushing point or mm-hmm. a talking point with this movie is that guys doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I interrupted. Oh no, no, I, I was I was at the end of my point. Oh, it was okay. just like, yeah, I just I, and I'm not sure what to make of that. Uh, Sark. I do, I don't know if that makes that specifically feminist. Yeah, or uh, a YouTuber I watch a lot, uh, Sargon of Akkad, does okay. a video about this mm. uh, in regards to the Last Jedi, and uh, he just breaks it down the okay. whole thing. So uh, I got it linked on my Twitter page. I'll. Yeah, yeah, because I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll definitely take a look at that, and um, you know, and the thing we didn't talk about with regards to Luke, and I realized we were wrapping up, and I kind of pulled us back out, but, but yeah, I, I, I was just thinking of what you've sent me on Twitter, and it's like, you know, sad Luke, and you know, the, the whole thing is like, it was out there that Mark Hamill was not cool with, uh, with he, how, yeah, he, how the character was handled. Yeah, he was open about. It. I was like, what are you doing? And then I. I don't. I guess Disney or somebody said something. Yeah, he, so, he stopped talking about that. Yeah, and totally kind of backpedaled and walked it back. But he also said that you know, well, it's my job as an actor to forward this vision, so that's what I'm doing. But well, yeah, that sad Luke video is hilarious. No, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's like right after the premiere of uh, the Last Jedi. Yeah, and. He's, uh, Johnson's talking it up. He, he yep. looks happy. Yeah, he's and, all making and, all these hand gestures. And, and... Luke, or Mark Hamill has this look on his face. <laughs> it's just like a weird combination of shock, disbelief, and anger. Yeah. Like he just looks like, you. I can't believe you did that. You actually did that. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it, it reminds me of something I had said during our Force Awakens podcast was, you know, because Mark Hamill doesn't speak in that movie, but I, I posited that he's doing so much acting with his eyes and his facial expression. And it turns out that plot wise, that all came to nothing, my suppositions. But I saw a lot of that in in the sad Luke videos where you see the same thing. It's like his eyes are saying so much like well, you were like there, you were just explaining there's a, there. There's a theory going about that. Oh, man. Mark didn't know that he was going to or that Luke was going to die like that. Wow. And just the look on sad Mark Hamill's face. It's like there's something to that theory. He might not have known. Wow. Maybe. Well, time will tell. I'm sure Mark won't be shy about it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we we talked about 
where to go in episode nine. I, I forget if we touched on, do we think Mark Hamill as, oh, as, as a ghost, do you think that's going to be a lot, a little, because I, I think he's probably going to be in that movie as a solid force ghost like Yoda was enough of the movie to maybe still get top billing. I'm going to call that mm. now. I might be wrong, especially with JJ back at the helm. It could happen. And because we've established through Yoda that you can be a tangible force ghost to where, you know, maybe he's just sparkling a little bit. At- I think it'll depend on the reaction to this movie. Yeah. Because when you think about it, uh, just story wise and everything that happened in The Last Jedi, it seems like Disney was reacting to the whole uh, Force Awakens is basically a remake. Yeah. And, and and again, they, they course corrected and went so far the other direction. And and I forget when I saw this meme. It was actually before I saw the movie. It was like, you know, it's it's the it's the two button option meme where yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like, you know, Force Awakens is too much like Star Wars and Last Jedi is too different. You know, it's it's so that meme isn't wrong. But Yeah, but I haven't seen that meme, but I have to ask, was, was that meme directed at Fans that are critical of the two movies, or is it directed at Star or at uh, Disney? Good question. Um, I don't recall the context. Okay, because I, I saw it like it was quote tweeted by by somebody, and somebody well, put I like have some a feeling that it, it was aimed at fans that aren't happy with these two movies. That would check out, but it, I would it, think. It, but after seeing these two movies, it's more. It's just as appropriate for Disney. They don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I, I don't want. I won't dwell on this too much, but uh, okay. An episode or two back, you mentioned Disney owning Fox. Yes. So, just based on this movie alone, uh-huh. now that Disney owns 20th Century Fox, mm-hmm. just as a fan, I am very worried about Alien and Predator. Uh, yeah, and and there's, you know, because everybody is so fixated on Marvel, myself included, that, yeah, it's like, wait a minute, there's all these other franchises, too. I mean, you yeah. got you got Die Hard, you got Predator, you got Aliens, you know, all of these, um, by their nature, are R-rated properties. Yeah. Um, well, I should take back, I don't mean, or not this movie specifically that makes mm. me worried, it's just the way Disney has handled it as a whole. Oh, sure, sure. Because with Force Awakens and uh, Rogue One, they've shown just how nostalgia heavy they were yeah and it makes me worried that they'll give neil blomkamp his wish for aliens 2 which would his idea would retcon alien 3 and resurrection now i know fanboys would love the idea of hicks not being dead yeah guess what we've gotten that before it's called colonial marines suck a dick gotcha and it's just i hate retcons i really do okay i can't think of any that many uh, instances where retcon worked out. That's a good point. I mean, that that's something um, I would have to ponder offline because I mean, I guess I mean, me me being more of a a comic book fan, uh, retcons are all too common. So I I kind of get used to them. Right. And and generally, if it's in service to the story, I can live with it. But when it's gratuitous, that's where it kind of. I mean, again, I I I don't read. Uh, the, the I only read like a um, a title or two of DC Comics because basically they kind of like revamp their whole line and retconned a whole bunch of stuff. But you also bring up uh, such a broad comics. That uh-huh. also makes me worried that Disney would take Aliens and Predator away from Dark Horse and put them over to Marvel. You know, uh, 
I, I've never read the Star Wars Dark Horse comics. Okay. I've heard nothing but good things about them, but the sure. Alien and Predator comics that they do, uh-huh. top notch. I love them. Sure. I, 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 I love them almost as much as the movies. They're really good. Or okay. Both, most of them are really good. Sure, yeah. yeah. So it's just, in the way Disney handled, well, there's a particular Star Wars comic book. I can't remember which one it was, but mm-hmm. it's basically, they have Luke fight Darth Vader before the Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And to me, that just totally ruined everything about what made that build up to him facing Vader and yeah. the Empire just non-existent. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, this whole thing is like, why didn't anybody mention that before? Or why didn't Luke mention that bo- before? When He's he like, was oh yeah, with Yoda. Yeah, that one time during that comic book adventure. There, there was yeah, no, no. There, there was no like, uh, or when Yoda was training Luke. Uh huh. Or Luke, or Yoda was trying to tell him, that <laughs> him you're too. not ready to face Luke or Vader. It's like, there's no, it's not like, you got lucky last time. It's like I can beat him this time. None, none of that stuff. None of that. So yeah. it's like, how, how do you explain that? And I'm just worried that Marvel. God, based on their sales numbers, mm-hmm. would just fuck up Alien and Predator. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, um, a few years ago when Disney yanked the uh, Star Wars comics from Dark Horse and gave it to Marvel, I was very uneasy. But I like a lot of those Marvel comics quite a bit okay. uh, in, in, in Star Wars. Because basically what they did was instead of having like sci-fi writers and offbeat artists, they gave it to... Um, you know, a lot of the superhero folks. And yeah, it's sometimes the sensibilities are kind of more superhero-y than Star Wars, but I kind of like it because, you know, just because it's it's neat. It's, yeah. you know, neat different takes. Like, again, like this whole, uh, you know, the Captain Phasma, fuck you by the comic book. I kind of dug that comic because I, I liked the writer and artist team that, right. that was on it. I'm like, there's a lot to like here. Okay. But, but I I don't I don't know if that specifically addresses your point. But I know that Marvel does have a lot of talented people in its stable. So, but I'm also just thinking about some of their superhero comics that are failing, like uh, right, America Chavez or whatever. I can't remember that character's name exactly. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I I I am so or, the way, or what they've done with Squirrel Girl, apparently is really awful. Oh really? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's just like it's like I I think you're telling me something, but yeah, I'm just I I there there's so much I I, I jump ship on a lot of Marvel stuff. Uh, well, that doesn't give me confidence about Marvel then. <laughs> well, but all the Marvel comics I get are Star Wars, <laughs> so and, and I buy them all. Right, I fucking buy them all. So yeah, it's like you know I go go to my comic shop and it's like. Star Wars, Star Wars, and 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 they're from different eras. Like there was like like a Mace Windu miniseries. There's the um, a Captain Phasma series. There's a Poe Dameron series, okay. which you know I, I I know we're running long and I don't really want to get into it. But like in the Poe Dameron series, there's like a group of pilots he hangs out with. None of those people made it to the movie. I mean, it, at least to like you know get blowed up or something. To I, I would have liked to have seen at least one of them like piloting one of those ill-fated bombers or something. No, mm-hmm. none of those characters that are in the comics, which were actually in Force Awakens, none of them make it to Last Jedi. Uh-huh. I, I'm just like, well, where's this guy? Um, yeah, it's just. I mean, yeah, it's it was it, but, uh, it it's frustrating. Uh, one last point about uh, Disney and what I'm worried they'll do with Alien and Predator is yeah. that. Uh, that they'll take the video game license from mm-hmm. Sega and hand it over to EA. Oh. Now, admit, yeah, I just shit a moment ago shit on uh, 
uh, Colonial Marines, which Sega did publish. Uh-huh. However, they did publish Alien Isolation, and I'll say hands down, that is the best Alien game ever made. You, like, I can't think of anything that comes close. Even, even better than the uh, Alien vs. Predator arcade game, which was pretty rad. Oh, I know which, the Capcom one? Yeah. yeah. That, that's rad, but that's an AVP. That's kind of like a, okay. its own monster. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, EA, <laughs> EA, we talked about this last time we did yeah, a podcast. Yeah, yeah, totally. EA yeah. was fucking up. Right. So I, and the way they handled Dead Space, a, a game that's very much uh, inspired by Alien. Right. Dead Space 1's cool, but have you seen, have you played Dead Space 3? Gamers no. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it's, where are my gamers at? <laughs> they, they'll they'll understand my worries about EA handling Alien and Predator, right? But just and there's just so many uh, other companies that do stuff for yeah. Alien and Predator, like uh, NECA Toys. They make some really right. cool, affordable mm-hmm. toy uh, collectors' toys for mm-hmm. Alien and Predator. It's like, would they, would Disney take it away from them and just make them make them themselves, or give it to Hasbro? That's that's probably what would happen. But but then again, it's one of those things where, you know, Hasbro isn't the only Star Wars licensee. Right. So I Well yeah, yeah, I, there, I, I, there I don't are know. other companies that Yeah, now that I think about uh a company I like, uh Kotobukiya, they make only oh, yeah. cool statues and, yep. they, and I haven't I don't buy the Star Wars stuff they make, but they, right. they do look cool. But they but they're they're gorgeous. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean just, they're really cool looking statues. Yeah, long story short, I am very worried about Alien and Predator. <laughs> yeah. Just, just based on the way Disney's handled Star Wars so far, and Last Jedi does not ease my worries. Yeah, and... Because the news of this broke before Last Jedi came out. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting new world that we're going to be getting into, and it and it and it's, it's almost like the Demolition Man future, where, like, in the future, all restaurants are Taco Bell. You know, maybe everything will just be Disney in in, in the world that's coming. I, one can only hope that uh, either Congress or the Senate, whoever would be in charge of this thing, kind of steps in and blocks it as an antitrust issue. Yeah, and you know, and here's the thing i I don't know enough of the insider stuff to know whether. Um, I mean, why this sale is occurring? It's like, is is 20th Century Fox failing? I think Murdoch um, is just getting rid of stuff. Oh, okay. So he's just having a yard sale. I, that's the impression I got. Okay, because I mean, he's still, and I think he's still kind of keeping what's his. You know, he's keeping Fox News, he's keeping Fox Business, uh, um, uh, Fox Sports. Um, but I think like some of the regional stuff is. It, it gets it gets a little murky. I'm not sure exactly what yeah. all is and isn't. Yeah. But all I can hope for is that, like, uh, as far as Di- uh, Disney's only interested in the Marvel stuff, right? And they and they just end up selling off all the other franchises. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that. So yeah. So rather than so to your fears, rather than doing like a watered down alien or predator or alien and predator, depending upon how you want, instead of doing that. They just sell it off to like Lionsgate or something like that. You know, maybe that's something that happens. I wouldn't mind Lionsgate because they. I thought they did a good job with Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. And Lionsgate gets genre, and I and I think that's what, um, the the kind of touch that's needed there. But I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of the perspective of or even buying properties 
so that they can sit on them and not do anything with them. You know, there's there's that perspective. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what um, what the mouse is going to do. And that's that's kind of scary because that's a lot of IP to be under one house. And really, in a sense, if um, if Disney gets their hands on the Terminator franchise, well, then they will have pretty much everybody's entire childhood at that point. Um, cause, cause what's left? Yeah. Yeah. If they get Nickelodeon, then they have Ninja Turtles. Right. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of weird that Disney will own, um, uh, the, you know, your entire childhood. But, but one thing I, I think we got to touch on this before we get out of here, since, since we've talked about the Disney Marvel stuff so much to loop it back into our Star Wars show, one bright beacon that we might get. Do we think that we might actually get uh, true high definition re-releases of the unaltered original trilogy? That's the only positive thing that I could see happening out of Disney buying Fox. Because mm-hmm. I'm not a comic book guy. Them owning more Marvel stuff means nothing to me. Like sure, yeah, like I could take it or leave it. Right, yeah. But one could hope just because, because yeah, Fox still has the dis- distribution rights to yeah the the original trilogy. Uh, well, not they, and, and one through six, right, right. So yeah, one one could hope that uh, Star Wars gets the much deserved restoration treatment that yeah. Jaws got for its anniversary. Right. I mean, Christ. Uh, have you ever seen the documentary for the restoration of Jaws? No, I haven't. Uh, the, the master film that Universal had was in dog shit condition. Really? Yeah, and they they fixed it up, and it looks beautiful. Oof. So. What's the excuse for Star Wars if that's the case of it? Right. The the films being in dire condition. Well, and and it's interesting because um, something that people forget about because I kind of forgot about this for a hot sec. There has been no new video release since that last Blu-ray set. Um, the one with Vader yelling "No!" at the end of Return of the yes, Jedi. Yes, and blinking Ewoks, and I, I forget some of the other goofy things in there. I mean, there's. There's a, some other goofy stuff in a there. A touch-up of uh, Java in the original. Yeah, they did a, a yet another pass on it, and I think that's it's going to look as good as it's ever going to look. Because, I mean, the, the Java has texture now in the way that it didn't in 1997, but still, who cares? It's, it's still, narratively, it's a scene that does not need to be in the movie. No, yeah, Han re- repeats the lines that he's told to Guido. Yeah, it's just that there's no point to it other than fan service. Um, but but I'm but this I'm is all ga- your fault, fans. Yeah, yeah, blame the fans. Oh, great victim shaming. Good, good for you. Good for you. Well, am I wrong? Am <laughs> no, I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I and I don't disagree with you. I just had to get that get that jab in there. But yeah, no, I I I I think it would be great if we can get um, you know something resembling remastered restored i mean i i would even see i'm such a sucker for this because i have like three different versions of uh of the trilogy sitting on my shelf including like my my uh uh thx vhs box and like the vertical darth vader box that, oh, okay. that looks really cool um but anyway so i have several versions so if they put out another set i'd totally buy it yeah I, throw it, me some new special features too while yeah, we're it, at it yeah if they put out a remastered theatrical cut of the original trilogy 
I would pre-order that. Yeah. The second they announced it. Yeah. Or, or that it became av- available for pre-order. Right. Like, and, and who I would jump on that with both feet? Mm-hmm. It's like, so yeah, it just leaves me flabbergasted that thus far 20th Century and Fox and Disney didn't realize they love money and just yeah. collaborated to release them. Because we all would have bought them. And, and now with George Lucas being out of the picture... You know, why can't they go back to that? And and even, you know, it's like you talked about the Jaws restoration. Um, part of the 1997 restoration for the special editions, you know, in those documentaries, they're talking about how beat up the prints were. So and part of that restoration was fixing those prints. Those got to be sitting there because they probably fixed them before they altered them. Right. You would they think. Had to have. Right. So, I mean, they're sitting somewhere. Now, that was in 1997. I mean, that that was 20 years ago. <laughs> anyway, but my point is, like, yeah, you could do another pass on those restored prints. But even, even if those print, the Fox's master prints were destroyed, it's like somebody has to own something because that's how Nosferatu survived. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie's not supposed to exist. Like, it, it was illegal back in 1920 or whatever year it was released. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it survived because people owned prints of it, and we could still watch Nosferatu. <laughs> Very true. So yeah, I um, I think that's about all I got. It, it, yeah, I think we shit on this movie enough. So, uh, of all the movies you've seen this year, where uh-huh. would you put Last Jedi? In the middle. In the middle. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, there there I there were movies I disliked more than this. Like, oh my God, like uh, like last week or week before, um, my wife dragged me to a, uh, she loves these fucking Morgan Freeman movies. These like old people being old people movies. Right. The not grumpy old men. Um, it's called like, like just get something, something about, about getting started or something. It has like Morgan Freeman and Tommy Lee Jones and Tommy Lee Jones is a national treasure. Morgan Freeman is just getting old and anyway, it, it's wretched. Okay. It's wretched. And it's it's just as terrible as that one that, that that I got dragged to earlier in the year where it's like Alan Alda and and not Alan Alda, um Alan Arkin and and Morgan Freeman and all then they're like Robin Banks and they're old people. I think Michael Caine's in that movie too. I don't remember. It, it, it's it, it's fucking I, fucking vomit. Oh. My point being is like I so there are movies that I dislike more than Last Jedi. Okay. But there are ones that I like more, like like Thor Ragnarok, for example. Okay, so real quick, what would be your would be your favorite movie this year? Hmm, because I have to realize how long ago I'm going to go all the way back to February, and I think I'm still going to have to go with Logan. Logan came out this year. February. It's been that long. Okay, well, I guess that's technically a movie I saw this year, but I saw it on DVD. Well, that counts. Okay, so. Uh, but yeah, it would either be Logan or Thor Ragnarok, I would think. Okay, so uh, it's certainly not Star Wars: Last I Jedi. See, I didn't see that many movies this year. Yeah, so Last Jedi would be pretty low, but yeah. it, it would be above Blade Runner twenty forty nine because that movie made me mad, whereas this one it it made me sad. <laughs> That's poetic. <laughs> it is. I was mad. Now I'm sad. <laughs> Yeah. Just call you Kylo, you know, because you you channeling your your emuism and stuff. No, yeah, yeah. twenty forty nine was insulting, whereas this one is just. I'd have to be a diehard Star Wars fan to See, be insulted. That's funny because I think we feel the same way, just flipped. 
I, I feel about The Last Jedi the way you feel about Blade Runner 2049. Well, I, I think that has to go with... Uh, we're fans of the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. It's so, really uh, cool. Yeah, I won't say this is the worst movie I've seen this year. Nah. Eh, best movie, hands down, War for the Planet of the Apes. You know what? I I think I like Logan just a little more. But yeah, I mean that's that that's a solid pick. And and Logan's again, a good movie. I'll give it that. It's just I like yeah. Planet of the Apes more than I do uh, comic book movies. Absolutely. Yeah. So. No, that's. So that's really the only reason we are flipped, I think. It's just because of... It's slightly different taste. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, all of those brilliant movies. Right. And uh, just to be cheeky, honorable mention to Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of mileage out of that. And it's, uh, yeah, so, I and, and there's there's value in fun. I mean, and and is... Well, see, and I think we talked about this at the time. I wonder if Ghost in the Shell is one of those things where it's so bad it's good. Because it's not very bad explicitly. Well, for it to be so bad it's good, it would have to be really bad to begin with. Yeah, and, and it's not. It's just, it's serviceable. Yeah. It's like the Resident Evil movies. They're, if you know what you're getting into, they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Last Jedi, recommend? Um... For for civilians or for fans, I mean, because I mean, for Break me, it down. it's well, it's it's a C plus for me. I I would say it's like well, if you haven't seen it, seen it already, you're probably gonna. But but I am not going to go to somebody that has not seen it and say you have to see this movie. Yeah, I'm, I I'm not. I I'm I, I can't. Boat. I I don't think I'd recommend this to anybody. Like even the only people I would recommend this to are the really really apologetic apologists sure like the kind of people who love just about everything about star wars and uh-huh. just gets pissy when they hear the dissenting opinion yeah i know people like that too well and that's the thing it's like when when did star wars fans become that type of fandom i mean i mean it's like have have star wars fans always been that way and i was just blind to it i think you could blame it on the internet making it more uh prevalent yeah because you know, like seventies, eighties, didn't really have the internet to. Commu- True, you were communicating with who you knew, right? Whereas now you can talk to complete strangers, and but anonymously. Have, but it does seem like there's a good chunk of uh, prequel apologists more than before. Yeah, well, and I wonder if it's generational. I wonder that if it might be. I wonder if it's like younger people. Yeah, the, the, that like the, discovered it later. Yeah, the kids who were kids when uh, those movies came out. Ah, okay. Whereas we were, well, I don't know about you, but I was a teenager when the, those prequels were coming out. See, I, I was, I was a um, young adult, I guess. I'm because I, I would have to do the math, but I want to say I was like twenty, twenty one, something like that. Yeah, I think I was in my late teens or something. Yeah. Like that. Um. So, but yeah, and 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 that's the thing. It's like I've had, I've seen these in various stages of my life and i think i don't know what seeing these characters i grew up with now at the age that i am and just i don't know because i mean again the the uh the theme of the movie seems to be like growing up and letting go of the past um 
but and also kicking in the ass on the way out. Oh right, yeah, and that's the thing. And and you know, taking taking a healthy whiz on it too. And or I shouldn't say kicking the ass, more like kicking the teeth. Yeah, or kicking it while it's down, basically. Well, and 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 chucking it over over your shoulder like a discarded lightsaber. Oh, that that one scene is a perfect analogy for Disney Star Wars. Yeah. Huh. So thank uh, you, Disney. Yeah, and <sighs> I feel conflicted about Disney because. Yeah, they made so many great movies that I love, like uh, their old animated movies or uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Sure, and but then you just see this stuff. And it's like what? The... Well, and even I mean to to extrapolate that even further, look what Disney live action is doing. They're just retreading their old animated stuff. You know, you're getting Beauty and the Beast live action movies now. Yeah, we're, we're getting, getting like Aladdin a... one, aren't we? Yeah. I... I'm not looking forward to that one just no. because you cannot replace Robin Williams. Uh-uh. And to do so would be foolish, though. The, the only thing they, they can do that would be okay is just taking the audio. Yeah. And and doing, like, contemporary computer animation. Yeah. Mm, that, that, yeah. That, that's the really only way I could be okay with it. Yeah. Because, again, it's Robin Williams. How, how can you possibly replace him as Genie? Right. Like, he was the best thing of that movie. Absolutely. And and I am there for that Lion King movie, though. Like, like the cast they got for that, I'm, I am there for that. I've been paying that. attention to that one, to be honest. It's, um... Yeah, it's I I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, like um, well, it's like with a lot of Disney's, like yeah, they have they usually get a pretty good cast going, mm-hmm. so it's just going to be a matter of execution. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're uh, you're absolutely right, but but I, I guess where I think I'm going with that is that it seems like Disney kind of seems to really be doubling down and being in the nostalgia business. In a way that I well, don't think I saw. Unfortunately, previously. I'm going to have to victim blame again. <laughs> it's the fans. Stop buying, victim shaming. They're the ones buying the nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. So Disney has no incentive to not do it if they're making money off of it. Right. Because why would they stop? Exactly. It's, it's like with uh, EA when I was ranting last time. Yeah. Yeah. They have no incentive to uh, to not do it. Well, yeah. And as you said, you know, gamers and fans will... Could, they keep buying it so so yeah i don't i don't think anytime soon we're gonna see an end to yearly star wars no and and there will come a point where this fan is just gonna stop i i there will be one time like like i you know i've talked about this uh on other podcasts before but like you know i um i hate those michael bay transformers movies but it took four of them for me to finally draw the line and say no more um, so it's going to take, it's going to take me getting burned a couple times by these yearly Star Wars movies, but I get the feeling that after, you know, I don't know, I can't predict, but there will be a time where I'm just like, you know, probably very quietly, no more. This, this isn't for me anymore. Yeah. And just as a really, really casual Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. episode nine is probably going to be it, depending on how that one turns out. Yeah, I mean, well, and that that could be a good jumping off point. It's just like you know what you just watch the bus leave and you just wave at it as it goes. It's like you know, go on without me. Um, and and um, not not to get myself all worked up again, but the the thing about the Last Jedi about this movie is, I feel like it's not only is the bus leaving without me, but they're almost like we don't want you here. You stay back at the station. We're gonna go over here. You know, you know, fuck you and your I, fandom and what you like and what you think you want and all that other fun stuff. 
not not the, well to bring back up that Sargon of the Cod video I was talking uh -huh. about. Yeah. I think he might address that a little bit or bring that up a little bit. So uh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll check that link out. you that video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 anxious to check that out because and I do have it uh, posted on my Twitter page. So if anybody okay. listening wants to check it out, it should be there. Cool. And Unless Twitter purges me. Because they've been doing that recently. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because I haven't I haven't clicked on any of the links that you've posted. But I'm like, getting Twitter banned? What what does this mean? That there's like there's like this whole other world that I have not really exposed myself to. You don't internet to. enough, and I sh and I salute you. <laughs> I just yeah I I kind of stay in my little sandbox. I'm like, oh, I'll retweet these podcasts so that they can retweet my show. I'm cool there. You're doing the smart thing. Yeah. Um, you tweet a lot of stuff. A lot of, and mostly, lot of... it's just being shitty. Yeah, <laughs> there is I'll a admit lot. It. There is a lot of shit posting there. But but what was it you told me a few episodes ago? It's like, well, where's the line between shit posting and truth? No, no, it was uh, the truth is not a shit post. Oh, that there it is. <laughs> Patent pending. <laughs> I love that copyright late night death. Oh man. So, um, what do you think? You you want to get out of here? How? Christ, now I'm curious. How? <laughs> wow, I, I thought it was longer to be honest. Oh, really? Right now we're at three hours. I thought it was four. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I was almost thinking it was too because I didn't even notice what time we started recording. But yeah, man, I think I, I think we have exhaustively covered it. We'll, we'll have to. I, I really want to get back to the gang Twitter band thing. Maybe we'll do that after, after the new year. If you have not been Twitter banned, um, well, assuming it's even timely by then. Sure. Um, but but on the outside chance that you have not been Twitter banned, I do have. I did make a Gab account as a backup. I don't even know what that is. You want to explain it's that real quick? It's an alternative uh, to Twitter. Okay, because I clicked on the link and then I I didn't see nothing. I think it asked me to like log in or something. I'm like, uh, I don't know what's. I happening. might have made a bad link. I don't know. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's me. So, so, so you have a you have a a secret Gab account in case you get Twitter banned. Yeah, I, I might start using it a little more, but uh, yeah, it's the same handle as uh, Twitter. Late night def. Well, you know what? You you always have a home as a as a special guest co-host. I I love these shows because I I think you bring something out in me that I can't necessarily conjure up myself. Right. And I well, I, I think I think that's just kind of like the whole. Uh, team show type of mentality yeah. where you have somebody to bounce off of mm -hmm. whereas when you're by yourself you're, you're by yourself yeah and i i do i do like my, doing my solo shows but i like it differently this is really fun the other stuff is it's it's okay you know it's it scratches the itch but this is really fun yeah so but think about it's gonna be a long while before at least any movie that i want to see comes out yeah you know so what? we're gonna have to find another excuse to do a team show I, I think so. I, I think we'll, because um, really, I'd almost have to look back through our history to see how often we actually do these shows. Well, uh, fuck. We did Ghost in the Shell. We did uh -huh. Kong. Then there was a good long while. Yeah, then, we started, good... then we did Rapid Fire with Blade Runner, Justice League, and uh, Star Wars. Yeah. So I think it was only five. See, and I think maybe maybe splitting the difference, because I think monthly might be too often. Yeah, um, it's, just, it's just those movies they like. Yeah, I said, they just all came out one after another. Totally. Yeah, now I'm curious. Like, trying to think, like, what movies besides uh, Jurassic World two and uh, Infinity Wars that are coming out next year that I would want to see? Oh gosh, I if I bring it up on the screen, we're going to be here it, at least no, another it, hour. <laughs> we've done that before. Yep, we went way too long, so we're not going to do it again. Exactly. Well, but 
Well, here's maybe what we do after the new year. We get back together and we just go down the list. You know, maybe maybe it'll be different if we yeah, plan I that, it. I think that's what the Kong episode turned into. Yeah, or that wasn't your show. It was a ship. It, it was friends. still shitlords. Yeah, it yeah. was. That, the, that that thing didn't die yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and this is just easier. You know. Um, uh, we'll figure something out. Fuck it. it. Yeah, exactly. We'll uh, we'll figure we'll figure it out. Well, um, uh, thank you for listening and for hanging out with us uh, um, for this long. We really appreciate it. And I guess until the new year, uh, my name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. And until next time, make good choices or bad ones. <laughs> Those are the best kind. Uh, happy New Year, folks. This has been a production of Mike Seibert Radio. If you'd like to listen to any of my past episodes, including all of my old college radio shows, you can listen and subscribe on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, the Stitcher Radio app, and on Apple Podcasts. The show can also be found on Podknife. And if you like what you're hearing, don't be shy. Tell a friend and spread the word. Like, share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you find it, and I will read your reviews on the air and give you a shout-out. You can find me online at Mike Seibert Radio on Twitter and Instagram, and if you're an independent artist and would like to share your music with us, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, shoot me an email, MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com, or just message me. Thanks for listening. 